There's a click there from a beer. Hell Welcome. Yeah. Welcome to Grind Forever. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a good one, folks. Yeah, Kayla, Had right, a before, ginger. right before we hit record, Kayla's like, I have my drink's empty. I'm going to go get a beer. I'm going to get a beer. Hell yeah. Remember yep, when you were so like, remember when you were, you remember when you didn't drink for like three years three or something? Three years. Yeah. Good Catch times. Good times. <laughs> Were they good times? Uh, you uh, ended up in a good spot, okay spot. Yeah, you got yes, you got a good is. got a good scene now. You're talking to me about Mass Effect Two, one of the best games of the last ten years. Yeah, and actually a game that I hadn't played in about ten years. Oh God! Well, uh, no, like just 2010. I don't know, three or four. Oh, I haven't God. played it in a bit. Right. Yeah, but I I I replayed it because you know I'm in. I'm in a new place, and so I'm gonna break in. You gotta nothing. break in the new place by playing through all the Bioware games. It's like it's like when you, when you throw a, a beer bottle at it or like a bottle at a ship you, to christen it. I have um off topic. I have a memory on my Facebook, and it's a picture of my first alone apartment, and, and it's like every every time I come to a new place, and there <laughs> there's the title screen for Oblivion. <laughs> 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 God, you are the most, you are consistent, you are on brand, like, you have, that, you'll never change, I guess, in that regard. You know, There's nothing you wrong know, with it that. You know, it says, it says something, because I'm a Taurus, so we are, we are comfortable in our routines. It doesn't mean we're lazy, it just means we have a routine. It just means you're going to be and playing I have Ob- Oblivion. Oblivion, Skyrim, Oblivion. Mass Effects 1 through 3, Dragon Ages 1 through 3. Uh, and maybe a Fallout here or there for the rest of your life. Honestly, those games are long enough. You can probably do that. Yeah, and I've got and and Fire Emblem. Of course, like, of course. I'm, I'm branching out. I'm bran- I, I got my I, new Mario Maker two. I think you're gonna really like the new Fire Emblem. The more I read about it, the more I think it, uh, people might be sleeping on it. Yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna so. be happy. But I was super happy to come back into this game because I do know it pretty much in and out without playing it. It's like a really good movie that I know. <laughs> Like, I do this with movies a lot. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what happens. And then I can sprout off pretty much everything. Right. And, and I have minutia. Right. To Mass Effect well. 2's credit, uh, it's not the longest RPG. It's not. The, it's probably the shortest Mass Effect game if you really know what you're doing. Um, I mean, I guess you could say Mass Effect 1. Uh, like, if you really, really knew what you're doing in Mass Effect 1, you could beat that game pretty quick. But it's... It, uh... Uh, 14 hours in Mass Effect 1 if you just go by the story. Exactly. And you don't do and, any and... of the side missions. Two is, uh, I don't know, two, maybe it's just because the pacing of the missions or the structure of how you're getting new squad mates over time, but it, it feels like really, it, like there's not a lot of fat to the story. There, no, there isn't. There doesn't have to be. It is a little bit longer because you have to get all of your crew separately, pretty much. I mean, they're kind of in the same place, at least in the first bit. Um, right. There's a couple planets where you have at least two or three, depending on what you do. Um, to get them but it's a little bit longer than that because you have your suicide squad which is like your almost it's almost like your dirty dozen your magnificent seven <laughs> pretty dirty much plate. is what it's talking about your your uh, group of misfits your your yes your specialists exactly um, and i guess if you want them all to survive it might not be the shortest game <laughs> whew, but... so yeah you can it can and what's really cool about mass effect 2 is that ending and how 
how your actions actually affect that last that last level. Like and like uh, knowing your squad is so crucial to getting getting out of there, you know, without any casualties or, or with as few casualties as possible. Because I'll be honest, first couple of times I beat the game, I couldn't figure out how to make it so everybody lived. Like it, it, it's not good enough just to have like okay, we're gonna have our biotic on the shields. Well, no, you have to like you gotta know who you're dealing with. Like Morinth probably isn't gonna be the best choice. Isn't I? I, I don't know this, but isn't she scripted to die? Morinth. No. She can live. Hmm. She can live through set through two. Um, none of them are scripted to die. It has to, so. Um, this is what happened to me on one of my playthroughs that I remember. Actually, my newest playthrough. Oh, should we even go through that yet? I mean, we can we can kind of save the the actual suicide mission for the end because that's okay. kind of the the bit of the game is that uh you know from the outset uh. Somebody attacks the Normandy, blows it the fuck up, and Shepard fucking dies. Like, Commander Shepard suffocates in his his or her suit in space, and, like, you see Shepard die. And yeah, you, you what see looks them like, die. You, mm-hmm. What looks like you're going to see him, like, you know, get that heat burn around that, like an asteroid, crisp. like, <laughs> burn into the atmosphere and just crash. But uh, Cerberus picks him up. Cerberus, yep. led by the elusive man. Cerberus was also... They were like a small bit faction in Mass Effect 1. I feel like they were not that important in Mass Effect 1. There was a seed of them in Mass Effect 1. So you could tell Uh, they wanted to do something with them later on, but I I don't know. I feel like fucking Blue Suns or whatever could have been just as big. Well, Blue Suns were just strictly uh, like a mercenary group. Um, Cerberus really did have that uh, dystopian Elon Musk feature. Yeah. They they were straight up black black ops like general general Kahuku Kahuku uh. <laughs> yeah from Mass Effect one you had to go he's like all my men are dead I don't know what's going on and then Cerberus fucking is is dealing with husks on a planet in Mass Effect one and you find his body God, um yeah. so yeah and you're like what the fuck also quick note on that planet if you go up to a ruin you find a child's toy in a prothean ruin which is really weird huh. um also yeah see this is what happens when you get k-law to mass effect games hey People look i mean uh, the, honestly like i the only the, the half the reason i had asked is just because i know you've been playing it so it would be pretty fresh yeah. in your mind and it's a oh, game yeah it's, it's super so fresh I can I could I literally spent hours on this game. And after you beat the game, you can let the credits roll and then if you have any other missions you want to do, like side missions, could go explore and stuff like that, you can totally do it. Hell yeah. You I can love do the when, DLC. I love when games don't just kick you back to a previous save or anything. They'll yeah. actually do the stuff. Mm-hmm. You're like, DLC, oh that's sweet. Because yeah. DLC is after the game. You know, like it is yeah. it is set, you know, in between not unlike what they did with like Borderlands, or yeah, Borderlands Two to Borderlands Three. Now it's like, yeah, this DLC is directly setting up. I feel like that Mass Effect Two Arrival DLC happened like six months before Mass Effect Three came out, or something. Yeah, they were like, like uh, "Hey, here's and our I was like, oh, we get to see Admiral Hackett for the first time." For Ooh. yeah, yeah. So uh, yes. Oh uh, man, God, what yeah, a time so, to be alive yeah. in between Mass Effect Two and Three. That was, uh, so oh wonderful. man, it was. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, if, if, if it wasn't clear, like, Mass Effect 2 is such a widely celebrated RPG, not just by, like, big fans of Mass Effect like us, but, like, it it it, it 
pretty much steamrolled. It was that and like Red Dead Redemption is what steamrolled through Game of the Year that year. Like, uh, and Mass Effect Two came out in January. You know, yeah, games, it, yeah, it was a January. It's like Silence of the Lambs winning the Oscar. Like sometimes it's like, really, really hard for for games. And that was that even a pushback. Exactly. Like, got they delayed. delayed the game. They get they delayed the game because I thought Mass Effect 2 was coming out originally, like, September 09 or something. Or like, Yeah, and instead it, was, it came out 10. So they had the same weird, like, I thought it was coming out earlier delay, like, because I could have sworn Mass Effect 3 was going to come out, like, a year after Mass Effect 2 originally. Yeah. Like, it was going to come out, you know, like, December 2011 or something. Um, yeah, they probably, because I think they were still, well, they were using pretty much the same tech, but they had Connect stuff in 3 and not oh, in God. 2. God, the fact that that might delay it, ugh, man. Hey, you know what? It wasn't a bad, the Connect stuff for 3 wasn't bad, and I'm we'll go through lie. that when and, we and go through GF, when we go maybe, through Mass Effect 3. Maybe but we're going through I'm Mass not Effect the most, 2. Maybe it's because <laughs> when I play Mass Effect, I, I play like an action game more, but it's just because like I, I don't use commands that much, that my AI is actually... Not that incompetent. I t- and I'm a guy who, whenever I have the option in JRPGs, give me direct control. I don't trust you motherfuckers for an instant. Like, I just don't do it. I don't want to fuck with that. And they, um, they used um, more... So in Mass Effect 2, you could actually put your characters separate. Like, you could direct them separately. Instead right. of like, go over here or come over here. They actually tried that. They actually had a build of that in Mass Effect 1 in one of the previews. And mm-hmm. they scrapped it. They also scrapped the triggers in Mass Effect 1, and it made its way into Mass Effect 2. There were supposed to be triggers, um, like Renegade and Paragon triggers, mm-hmm. in Mass Effect 1. Because there's one with Mass Effect 1 where you where Garrus says something, and you like you like snap at him and be like, I'm the one in charge, motherfucker. And you're like, whoa. Oh, that would have been mm. cool to see that come to fruition. You said that was yeah, in but Yeah, well, I mean, in Mass Effect 1, but when they tried you to do really that couldn't one. do it. I, so, sometimes two going back in Mass Effect One, it kind of feels like a fucking house of cards. Sometimes, like they wouldn't let you, or they discourage you from installing that game to your hard drive because that's not how the game was made to be played. Yeah, you like, couldn't be online and do their DLC. God. You had to be online to be, oh. to do their DLC in Mass Effect One, which was stupid. That is so crazy. Because, how how just that that game was so so rough. So rough. It was. It was a proof of concept, but it was a really good proof of concept. It's a really fucking a good proof of concept. That's actually it, it it feels like the new hope of the Mass Effect trilogy, really. Like it it is. It's and it's this very, is very this good. is the Empire Strike Back. So this is the more Tragedy and all. It, yeah, this is a darker tone. You come back to life. Uh you are dead. <laughs> And they they rebuild you. Cerberus uh, rebuilds you from. They some... spend billions of billions of credits. Billions of credits you. and some kind of technology, which we'll probably get to later. But uh, mm-hmm. they, you know, through some kind of alien technologies, they they bring Commander Shepard back to life. And immediately, yep. like people are just trying to kill you because they know you're in like the Cerberus like medical facility. And uh, actually, yeah. So you are attacked. the The station is attacked. It's a station in the middle of nowhere, and you are. Um, attacked by unknown groups, you don't know who they are, but there's a um, there's a traitor on the inside uh, who helps you. Who you you see like in a flashbacky, you're in conscious, out of consciousness, and that's your first look at Shep, at Miranda outside of the very beginning where she's talking with the elusive band, who right. is voiced by Martin Sheen. Uh, National treasure, Martin Sheen. National treasure, West Wings, Martin Sheen. 
And excuse me, Yvonne Grace and Frankie's Tuchowski. Martin Sheen. Mm-hmm. Grace. <laughs> God damn it! Yes. Oh, you brought it up, not me. Um, and then <laughs> The Handmaid's Tale. Yvonne Strakowski, who is from Chuck at the time, was a super huge TV show. Never watched it. My parents loved it. Uh, she has Australia's ass, apparently. Because uh, they, they did enough cut and cuts to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, they definitely wanted you to see. Just get that right. Yeah, in the focus. she's genetically modified. <laughs> yeah, she sure is. Yeah, that she sure is. Definitely really makes her father out to be even more of a creeper. Yeah, who? He's a creep. I'm going to have a daughter. What? What? <laughs> I'm sorry. He, that's a no. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, they, they trade her on the inside, and you're kind of piecing things together. They do a really good job of introducing the combat to you slowly over the course of this, like, Jacob. one small mission. Yep. To Jacob, mm-hmm. who, like, just, and that's how biotic. you meet your squad. Yeah, and he's the more of the biotic guy. Like, they, good on him for sort of having a nice, neutral uh, sort of pathway to learning about the systems of Mass Effect 2, which, I, not really controversially, because everybody loves Mass Effect 2, but at the time, you know, it's like, oh, this is more of a shooter, it's not even an RPG anymore. Um, yeah, like they, it's, they, it's more of an action shooter, uh, but with guns. Uh, and the thing is, like, that you still have powers and abilities and stuff, you know, like, I... I was, I think, was I a vanguard? I think in Mass Effect. I was a vanguard because that fucking shockwave. That shockwave and, and that charge. Or was the charge? And in then three? if you were an adept, the singularity and a shockwave. So if you had a vanguard and an adept who had singularity, like horde mode, like chef's kiss. Like, uh, to just, be fair, though, every other playthrough, for whatever reason, I picked soldier just because I really liked concussive shot and I really like slowing down time. Um, uh, so I did not. I, I love. I, I kind of liked having the shotgun in the Vanguard, Ooh, where it's yeah. called. They called it charging the Rhino in the Mass Effect Three multiplayer. I love that so much. Where you let a Vanguard <laughs> charge through a whole bunch of enemies, and then you just kind of like pick them off when they're distracted. Like, or like, other people shocked. will just pick off the yeah, pick off the the people who just get shoved away, and you then you're I... just up at the against this one person, and you just. Shotgun I love Mass, and I love Mystic Three Mass multiplayer so fucking much. That that was, yeah, was really so good. fun because like va- like day when... day one vanguards were just like okay you guys are everywhere you guys are just like an infestation like yeah. there's people there's people charging around everywhere and I'm just the I'm a, I'm a lone fucking Krogan just being like I don't know I'm gonna headbutt stuff. <laughs> Let me use my hammer. Um, but yeah, it like it's and the way that they gave you your powers, you know, and that. All of the stuff you could import in from Mass Effect One, like uh, it's way more than just appearances. Yeah, it is like people you meet, people who send you letters. You know, just like people just give you shit. Like, hey, I remember you. You helped me with this thing. Here's this thing. You're like, cool, thanks. A pushy like, journalist. Credits. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Uh, thanks, uh, Solarian, that I helped out in the wards. Mass Effect Three, may or what's his name, but like. Oh, Morlan. Uh, Morlan from the from the markets in in the uh, wards district. Yeah, from one. Yeah, that's he, nutty. He sends you spam mail. Mate, your appendage is too small. You cannot satisfy me. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Did I just get an extend email from Morlan to the Normandy? Like, that's oh disgusting. Uh, this game but, okay, really so... had a good way of setting scenes and, like, Especially in their environments and, and before you get to combat scenarios, like such a nice lived in world. Even even like fucking, you know, see the underbelly sort of like gross places like Omega. 
Uh, yeah. It seemed an, like an interesting place. Like, okay, it would be... Like, I, sure, I don't want to be, you know, like, bleeding out like a Batarian in the fucking slums, but, like, Omega looks incredible. It does. The la- the 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 um the viewscape behind your where you're able to walk is incredibly detailed. So many good skyboxes. And it's the yeah, the skyboxes are great. So Miranda and Jacob are your first two party members and they are actually given they are actually introduced through an iPod iPhone game. Is this the one that Jacob's was like... Jacob's story. Yeah. You, was it the one that was kind of like... It was, it was in Mass Effect Infiltrator or something? Like, wasn't it like a... Yeah, it's something like that. It was um, an iPhone shooter in 2010, so I can't imagine it really holds up, but... 20... Like, 20 it's 2009. Hey. Uh, it was literally like a year before the Mass Effect 2 came out. I was just like, yeah, this is great. Miranda, Batarians, like, oh, then maybe we'll have another embassy on the Citadel because theirs is gone. Uh, no, no, it's not. They are, they want to blow up the council. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Obatarians. Obatarians, you piece of shit. Um, <laughs> I hate them so much. I would have uh, loved to have like just like you know a a rebel uh, Batarian Batarian on my squad or something. You know, it would have been d- nice. I played. Did I play as someone? Was I can't ima- I remember if I played as Batarians in Mass Effect Three multiplayer. I feel like that was like DLC. Like, oh, okay, fine. Well, let's play as a Batarian soldier, and then boom, they were kind of boring. I would rather, yeah. I'd much rather play as the Vorcha. Uh, do you mean my pocket rocket? Yeah, the very one, the very same. The very same, my pocket uh, rocket. And they just uh, all, they all talk was... like they all talk like fucking Baraka from Mortal Kombat. They do. They look like Baraka from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> they really look and like him too. Incredibly short lived. They're, they're like fucking hamsters. They're space gross hamsters. They fucking mm, reproduce like nobody's business, but they die super quick. They're God. I think their last point is like 20 years or something like that, or 10. Jeez. Incredibly small. Yeah, they're, right. they're like the pawns of pawns. Um, but yeah, you meet Jacob and Miranda through there, and that's how Jacob becomes part of Cerberus. Uh, through the f- dossiers that you get through the Shadow Broker... Uh, uh, the Lucifer yes. puts him on there just so you can bang him. <laughs> she, he thinks if you're female and you're a female shepherd that you will be attracted to Jacob and that is why you will have uh, like a better um, bond with Serbius is because you are banging Jacob. Which is hilarious, because people are like, "What? Like this man has weird propo- he he has a, his his chest and his shoulders, like his upper body, is mm-hmm. it's like a fucking like exaggerated arrow going straight down to his waist. <laughs> That's how he is so built up top. It's like he missed ab day. <laughs> <laughs> he only even did shoulder day." Yeah, he up, only did like upper day. body day, oh my and then God. like you see him in the shadow broker like footage of him, and he's just doing sit ups in the <laughs> armory. <laughs> it uh. is bonkers. I'm like, what the fuck? The Elusive Man really just used him for just like eye candy, and I didn't even really talk to him. But like, if you do, if you're a female Shep and you do talk to him, it kind of looks like she's like. 
Hi. Uh, that's like, why they. The that, that's why Shepard does all the weird leaning. Just like, <laughs> he d- hey, it does. it's hey so there. funny. And you try to talk to him, and he's like, "Yeah, no, um, I'm not really good at this. So, like, can we just like not? <laughs> like, he's really slow to trust these. And literally, the elusive man put him there just to like fuck him. But Jack, Jacob doesn't know that. Um, no, no, no. Of course not. No, no, no. Uh, so yeah, you. So you go. You wake up, you go to a human colony that has just been attacked by the collectors, and you're like, what the fuck? Um, and that's where you meet Tally again for the first time. Um, and how she, how you deal with her on there is super indicative of how you've dealt with her in Mass Effect 1. So immediately, like, you're like, oh, they actually, like, they're actually scrounging the data on Mass Effect 1 and how we actually did things. Like, because Tally could be like, if you, you don't have to recruit Tally at all in Mass Effect 1, and it shows in Mass Effect 2. Right. Like, she's like, I don't know who the fuck you think you are. Like, this is my mission. Fuck you. <laughs> or they're like, you're with Cerberus. She's like, oh, no, you're with Cerberus, and I don't give a damn what you say, pretty much. Like, right. Fuck what? you. Yeah. Or if you did, like, if you did her loyalty mission through Mass Effect 1, where you get the data on the Geth and blah, 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 blah. Like, you really get to befriend her. Like, she's like, you know, she's super good with you. She's like, all right, let's do this. Let's work together. And half of her team fucking dies and the other half runs off. Uh, And then that's your actually in that mission is how you learn about the prompts. The renegade and the paragon prompts is how you deal with that quarian who who's Vitor or something. Vitor. Yeah, Vitor, who's like piece together all the stuff about the collectors in this shed because the collectors couldn't find him or they didn't care because he wasn't human and he's in a suit right so it might be hard to track or something also there's that guy yeah. was, was, wasn't there a guy like in the docks who just was sleeping and that's why the collectors didn't find him and he's like oh i feel uh, bad that's about Mass this Effect one that... what and that's the geth fuck man i i could have sworn ah, that was ah. true Alright, it's all blended together. I, see, I don't play these games all that often. So there I really... is somebody like that in Mass Effect 2, but it's later on. Okay. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, so you can either, like, calm him down, or you can immediately just, like, fuck up the screen. Like, the, the and the Renegade and the Paragon are in this weird position, I know, because I have earrings that are Renegade and Paragon prompts. <laughs> and it's the only way I remember which way the prompts go. Is that the Paragon <laughs> prompts are on your right, is on your left side, and the Renegade is on your right side, which, if you're thinking about it, should be opposite, because right. your left hand, like right hand, like, so the Latin term for left-handed is sinister, mm-hmm. uh, which is sinister. So you would think on your left hand, bad would be on your left hand, but they switched it. So right hand is bad, left hand is good. Which I found really cool. I'm a huge dork, guys. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge nerd. Yes, I do have the prompt earrings, and I do wear them to work, and I don't care. <laughs> and if someone gets it, they're not, they're they're way too close to my person. <laughs> uh, I still don't have a Mass Effect tattoo, and I'm really I'm really thinking about getting one soon. Would you get a Renegade so. or Paragon? Actually, I would get the Turian the Turian hier- hierarchy symbol. Mmm. 
Gotcha. Or I don't know. I don't know that symbol. N seven's good. That's a nice neutral one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, the Tyrion one looks like a mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, on some of the Tyrions, they have like elaborate white face paint, and some of that is. And one of those symbols is one of those is that face. Mm, gotcha. Because in Tyrions, the face the face painting is like indicative of what colony they're from. Right. Uh, so if they don't have any markings on their face, they're called bare face, and that's pretty much like it's a it's a insult. Um. Say that they don't have a colony, which means they don't have a place, which is really bad for Turians. Right. On, so, but... so okay. Now, real quick question about Turians. Now, are their society is a little on the fascist side, right? Militaristic, not fascist. Okay, not fascist, and, and not inherently fascist. Just more militarized. No, they have pretty societies. much have like you have to be in the mili- It's compulsory military service. Uh-huh. Um, they're think of them like uh, Spartans. Okay. All, pretty much, L- less less shitty Spartans. Mm. <laughs> uh, more like if you, once you do the military, you have to do the military service. It's all about the society, not about the one type of thing. But they're really honorable. They, you know, everybody's equal. Things mm-hmm. like that. Nature. Okay, that's so that's good. how that is. That's uh-huh. good. Mm-hmm. But they're they've got the biggest military in the galaxy. So at that point, I, this is where I start to lose the sauce when it comes to Mass Effect 2's plot, because I want to say you go to another human colony f- fairly soon after all this uh, no. to see them in nope. action. Within who's next? Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. So you, do you after that, stuff. you get oh, is your Omega. Is the Omega stuff? Yeah, you get the Normandy because you meet yeah. Joker again, and you meet Edie. The ships. I like Seth Green as yeah, the Joker. I, I as Joker, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. He's not the worst part of Mass Effect. No. Uh, people are like, "Oh, Seth Green, he's the worst." And I'm like, "No, he's not." He's, he's fine. Not I think. I think. He's I think fine. he brings 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 a voice to levity. Joker. And you could talk to him on the bridge, and he's like, "This is my baby, but better." And then Edie pops it. Edie is an AI. Ah, she's shackled, and she is voiced by Trisha Helfer. Who was Caprica? Who was six on Battlestar Galactica? Oh man! Uh-uh. There is Battlestar Galactica people all, all in this over, all, all over, all over this. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. So um, and Joker's not having it. He's like, "This fucking sucks. I <laughs> this, hate this." this and you could either be super antagonistic to Edie, or you could be fine with Edie. And normally, I'm fine with Edie because. Being antagonistic to an AI is a bad idea. <laughs> right. Definitely, On the whole. Definitely a bad call. You know, embrace them. Don't Love, not hate, man. <laughs> also, they could fuck you up, so. They could fuck you up in your sleep. Like, oh, you if, you, if you see the new Child's Play, yeah, be nice to AI. Be, be nice, nice to AI. AI. So, but she's shackled, so she, she runs, like, the cyber warfare suites, but she's not in charge of the Normandy. Uh, right. So. She's like, she's like a really good Windows Defender or her McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it makes me, it makes me hilarious. It, it's, I'm so happy when I say that. It makes me laugh. Um, no, so you get the Normandy, then you go to Omega. And that is where you meet Arya Talok, who's the head of Omega, who if you've read 
the comic books and the books ahead is where you meet her. Um, she runs it. She's the queen bee. She hates Cerberus. Um, she hates Cerberus. They killed her daughter. Right. In a book. Yep. And In I a would book. too. <laughs> In a book. Read them, bitches. Read the Retribution. books. Retribution is actually a really good book. I do recommend it. So is the first book before Mass Effect 1, which teaches you about Saren and Captain Anderson and Kaylee Sanders, uh, who you actually meet in the um, second book and mm-hmm. in the third game. You meet her in Mass Effect 3. Um, her dad is a war hero for the first contact war, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so and that your first two dossiers are Molens, uh, Morden Solis, who's the Solarian. Yay. You get to fight with a Solarian. And a Turian named Archangel, or somebody named Archangel, who you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Um, also, that's where you can fir- you meet your first uh, DLC character, mm-hmm. uh, Zaid Masani. Oh, he's yeah, just this Zaid. gruff and grumble, you know. Mercenary. Yeah, he's really gruff. You, you see, like... You meet him and he shoots a Batarian and the Batarian's like, help me. And he's like, shut up. No one asked you to talk, fucker. Uh, no, it's shut up, you jackass. Um, <laughs> or no one asked you to talk, jackass, is what he says to him. And he gives you, they all have loyalty missions, but the add-on characters are like, so this is my, this is my, con- in terms of my contract, this is what you have to do for me, and then I'll fight with you. And you're like, great, okay, cool. We'll do that whenever we get time or some nonsense. Uh... He's got mishatched arms. He's got a fucking eye. He's got a huge scar because he used to be the co. He used to run the Blue Suns mercenary. He like pretty much founded it twenty five years ago. Hmm. Uh, and he's after his his old time friend who shot him in the face and left him to die. Ooh. Classic revenge. Cool. Uh, that's how everything goes in Mass Effect Revenge. Yeah. Um. So it depends on where you go. And how you meet your new people. So, since I always... Okay, so Morden Solis is a doctor-ish. God, I told you uh, about Morden. Like, he oh, runs a clinic man. on Omega, and there's a huge plague. I mm. don't know where that could have come from. You have two human <laughs> party members at front, or three, depending if you have Zaid or not. If you get the Steelbook, like the collector's editions of Mass Effect 2, which is what I got, because you got a whole bunch of other stuff with it, uh, you got Zaid Masani. He's not a bad guy. He's not a bad person to shoot with. But mm. I did love having the pole and overload. Like, I needed to have a biotic and I needed something to deal with mechs because mechs are everywhere in Mass Effect 2 because of the fight with Sovereign. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah. Sovereign killed a whole bunch of people. A lot of soldiers. So what do you do? Mechs. Mechs everywhere. Everywhere. Shitty little... Little doggy mechs called Frenus mechs because <laughs> oh that is a Norse word for the it's the wolf from Norse Sif? mythology that eats oh, things no, is Fenris. You're a nerd. No, that's Kayla. You're a nerd. I am a nerd. <laughs> and then you have like the bipedal mechs with arms that look like people. Also, they look like they could be a child's toy. Both of them. I don't know. Understand it. So I go. I always go and get Morden Solus first. And mm-hmm. actually, in an earlier build, apparently, some people found that you you didn't have to have you didn't have all of the missions to get the different um, characters. Your different uh, squad members were open at the beginning of the game. 
So you could have huh. gone to Ilium to get Samara and Thane, right or there. Jack, just right out of the box. You, it wasn't a guided. It wasn't more guided as it was on release. So people actually found like dialogue and stuff like that for Thane, for Samara, for, for a whole bunch of other people before, like where you could go get Archangel and Solus on Omega. Mm -hmm. And then they just they just blocked that down. So actually, some people kind of modded it in. It's a little broken, but I watched some video of it, and it's Thane going to get you know if you go and get, or Jack if you go and get um, Archangel or Molden Solas. But they cut that down. So I always went and got Morden before I went to um, before I went to get Archangel or any aliens because the plague that is pulling Omega doesn't affect humans. Right, uh, that's why the Batarian dude's like, you fucking humans did this. You, you did this, and then you can save him or not. Uh, I always was nice and gave him Metagel. Me too, me too. That's fucking shitty. And some of the stuff that you listen to is super heartbreaking. <laughs> There's a lot like, of of just, like, sad drama and sad... Yeah, and like, just... you find two, two Turian bodies that have been locked into a room, and they're like, we just have colds, man. And he's like, oh, God, like, my friend's getting worse. We're playing cards, and now he's dead. And then he's also suffering from the plague. Like, the right. guy, one of the guys has died. And he's like, at least I have my friend here, and he's still talking to me. Like, he's so feverish, he's delusional. But he's talking to his friend. He's like, it's good that I don't have to die alone. And I'm like, God. oh, my fucking Christ. Like, Very how intense. depressing. You just find things. It's just like, oh my god! And of course, there's like there's triggers in the environment for your party members to discuss. Like, oh, this pile of burning bodies. <laughs> like, great, there's a pile of burning bodies right when you walk in, and you you've killed your first two enemies inside of Omega, god. and you're just like, wow, this is just fucking bonkers. Uh, you know, you can do other little things to help people like get through to Morden's clinic and then you actually meet Morden and he just talks like I am right now and I do not stop. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep going and going and going. Solarian, Solarian. There is a renegade prod where she's like shut you up. just take a breath and shut up and <laughs> shut up and take a breath. Like I'm here to recruit you. Oh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but that, that's I, isn't it also like uh, Solarians only live like 40 years or something so they to compensate think fast talk yeah. fast do everything fast yes they are very quick with their like they're very quick to get over things they're very logical like they just they're, they they solve problems faster than the problems pop up sometimes right <laughs> but you know it happens uh, so you you have to clear the Plague and Omega to get him to come in. So you do that, and then you find out that the plague is actually given to the Vorcha from the collectors uh. to to turn people against humans. Or it's pretty much like the Vorcha want to get ahead, so they're like, "Give us this thing." And they're like, "All right, cool, here you go." So you can so the Vorcha can live because the Vorcha aren't affected either. Um, and then everybody can just they get power so the the collectors the collectors are um species that are very secretive but they have advanced technology P 
people only deal with them to like trade and shit like that. And they're very secretive and no one knows what their homeworld looks like. They go through this Omega relay that if people go through have never returned. Mm -hmm. And so they're very secretive and you meet them in retribution for the first time. Huh. And that is how you find out about the collectors. Right. Uh, they're very secretive. They love genetic admiralities. Um, abnormality? Abnormality. Like twins. Like weird twins and shit like that. People who have genetic defects or some weird shit. Oh, that's um, kind of Naziist. But, uh, that's kind of Nazi. That's what, like, just well, Mengele yeah, liked a lot. Well, yeah, it's genetic. It's genetic testing. He liked anomalies. <laughs> yeah, they like the anomalies. Well, they, they... Oh, say, so the Nazis love twins because then they can have a, a, a control group and or an experiment. Uh, and they could see, yeah, okay. Uh, I I learned that in a documentary. Don't ask me about that. <laughs> I don't ask me why I watch those stupid things, but I do. Uh, oh, dates. Um, yeah, so that's what the collectors are, and the collectors gave them this, and you, so you clear, you clear the plague. Varden's like, yay, let's go, cool, mm-hmm. and then you ask about Archangel, who. Every single, like, the main three mercenary gangs in Omega want to kill because he just, he done fucked up a lot of shit. <laughs> He's a renegade, and they killed everybody in his command. Like, he had a group of people that worked with him, super cool. One of them was a Batarian who loved explosives, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I find hilarious. <laughs> he was a Batarian, and he loved explosives. And I'm like, oh, that's so funny. Yeah. I'm stupid. Um... <laughs> So you have to like infiltrate the as a freelancer into that group and you can along the way you have some prompts like you can either let this kid who's I don't know maybe 19 and he just bought his first gun he's like I'm gonna shoot shit and you're like man calm down man kid like, don't do this kid yeah he, she's like you, he's you like, can I jam said 50, his 50 credits yeah you can jam his he, gun he said 50 credits on his gun and you're like you break it. And you're like yeah, get your money back. And he, he'll send you or like an email like, yeah, or something. This is where it is. He'll send you huh? an email or you send you an email or something later. But like, yeah, man, you saved you. my life. Like I did not like, know what I was doing. It's like I'm, I'm dumb. Yes, you are. <laughs> Kids are God. stupid. And this whole time, I don't know if we talk we talk about this at all, but um, a lot of the game outside of combat and outside of missions is centered around gathering resources. Uh, it's in through a at the time, somewhat infamous uh, mining minigame uh, where you just, like, send probes into planets and then, like, yeah, there would be a thing on a Scan. radar. Yeah. I, yep. I liked it quite a bit. I, th- I didn't think it was a problem at all. Well, so in the very in the beginning when it first came out, that scanning thing was slow. Oh, so they patched it to make and it faster it or was something? T- yes, and then they, they, they patched it um, because there was an upgrade where you could make it faster. Uh, uh. That you had to like find or some mm-hmm. weird shit, um, or no, it was a part of the advanced uh, that I think Miranda gives you. Miranda gives you an advanced scanner that you right. can hold more probes to get I don't know more shit. Um, so instead of letting you pat like having to upgrade, they just patched it where it was faster because it was it was super fucking slow. Maybe that was it more was why. Awful. It was awfully <laughs> slow. I was like, this is mind numbing <laughs> like right, you hated to go lot. and mine things yeah mm-hmm. it was awful and that's the first time that they also did like the gas 
Like, you actually had to figure out, like, how much gas you had in the Normandy to go to a fucking planet to go <laughs> to a to, system. Had, had to manage your, your gas intake. You I had don't to know, manage I, your fucking gas. Like, yeah, I, I feel like that was more annoying in Mass Effect 3 when you had to, like, be chased by Reapers sometimes. Oh, yeah, you couldn't scan too hard or else the Reapers would come after God. you. God damn it. That, man, fuck you. <laughs> that was that had some tense moments. Like, oh, my God, am I going to get out of here? <sighs> and then you had to wait, and then you could go back. Ugh the worst yeah so yeah you actually had to mine resources and you had advanced training you could get better equipment they had a whole bunch of prototypes that you could get uh, like one was literally just a little nuclear cannon who just shoot a mini nuke <laughs> right God. it was like a weird mass effect mini nuke little fat one man. was a cryo um it was like a cryo gun because your first that also heavy weapons they gave you heavy weapons that you could actually like actually use and like you so you got a grenade launcher uh starting out right um they also gave you this thing that had like a mini black hole uh it shot like a little vortex thing it was fucking rad i used it on the gunship when you with um archangel yeah <laughs> and literally just like blew it out of the sky it was great uh <laughs> After I killed the Batarian who's trying to fix said gunship. It was great. Also a renegade prompt. It was amazing. Uh, they actually showed that in one of the uh, E3 conferences. That that really? prompt. Yeah, where he's like, yeah, because they're showing you, like, pretty much. It was a video showing you how to, like, Archangel and how to. It was showing you combat and stuff like that and how choices mattered or some weird shit. And it showed you the Batarian. He's like, well. Time for me to get back to work. Boop, boop, boop. And he turns the visor back on. He turns around. And you're, there's your prop, Renegade. And he's like, you're working too hard. And you literally electrocute him in his own suit. And he's like, ah! And he falls over dead. But it also affects the gunship. Because he didn't fix it all the way. It's right. kind of broken. Oh, man. Which means it's easier for you to kill. You can Yay. fuck it up a lot easier. Because, like, yeah. You can, oh. yeah, you you can such also a... override a, a heavy mech. You're such a dick um, to that fucking that mechanic dude. You just completely like horror movie esque. You just like basically drop it on him. God. Oh yeah, it's great. You just shove this thing into his suit and just electrocute him inside of it. It's perfect. That is uh, so crazy. You can also over like you can change the the foe and friend, the IFF on a huge mech. So when they deploy it, it turns around and shoots all of them with like fucking rockets. It's great. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I love that. I love that level so much. Um, but yeah. So yeah, you could have that. You you could have a couple other. And then on the way, you got different heavy weapons, like the missile launcher. Um, one shot, uh, like, electric volts or whatever, and it would pass from enemy to enemy, which is super helpful with all of the mechs. Right. Uh, it's great. Um, there's a flamethrower that you got that was an add-on with Zaid. Firewalker um, pack or whatever. Yeah, the no no Firewalker was the um was the uh ship was the hover ship thing that had no shields or no it had shields no gun and it bounced really well. It was like the hovercraft thing. Uh Firewalker was that. Uh and that was the that was that vehicle no one used because you didn't need to. <sighs> Unlike yeah. the Mako. That fucking that that fucking dollar store Mako. Uh, it was a dollar store Mako. I hated it. Um, <laughs> I hated. I hated it. I loved Mako so much because I literally could just climb and upwards, like vertically, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's great. Uh, yay, Mako. Mako's the best. Everybody who says differently is fucking stupid, and I hate you. <laughs> it was and... so quaint when that was the biggest complaint about Mass Effect 1, man. It was just like, I oh, don't like Besides driving. the loading times, the pop-in, and the when random crashes, yeah, it was well, the worst. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, especially the load times. But that almost became like an endearing meme. You know, like it did. It and did I, I'd always make sure to zoom in on fucking Tally's ass or something when it froze. <laughs> like when oh the when God, the elevator froze for like twenty seconds. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I always made it so that people were holding hands. <laughs> Turn the angles; it all looked like they were holding hands. It was so cute. Yeah, okay, it, it really so felt like. Moving on, we are forty five minutes in. Ooh yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be a multi episode, apparently. Um, Potentially. Whew. If, yeah, probably. Um, Archangel is Garrus Vicarian. Yay! God, we're, still on, we're still on Omega. We're still on Omega. <laughs> and if you have recruited him in Mass Effect 1 or not, depends on how you... Uh, how you agree him. Uh, if you're <laughs> super friends with him, you're like, Garrus! If you're okay friends, like, Garrus Vicarian, he's like, hey, Shepard, you know, call me Archangel, blah, blah, blah. And if you hadn't... Uh, recruited him through Mass Effect 1, you say Officer Vicarian. Ooh. Yep. Interesting. If you don't know him, he doesn't know you, and you can't romance Garrus if you didn't recruit him in Mass Effect 1. Hmm. You can't? You can't. Nope. You cannot. I know I tried. I, I did a special playthrough just to make sure, and you cannot. So, no. Uh... Great. So, <laughs> great. So you get him, you wander off, and then you go to... You go to get Jack, and you go to get Grunt. You think you're going to go get a warlord named Okir, and instead you get a tank-grown Krogan named Grunt, who tries to kill you when you I open him. Grunt. That's voice He's my Steve, baby. Steve Bloom. Every everything there's a thing from mass effect 3 where it's him running through his friend his his team and he's just saying mommy and it's so <laughs> cute i love it so much oh, oh man so i i see I, I you're just awakening things in my brain i haven't thought of in years like i haven't thought about grunt in a long time like grunt, grunt was is so the best cool. i love his uh, fucking I love, grunt. I love his trial by combat thing he has to do his ritual it's krogan ritual and like a his lot of the krogans don't ritual. a lot of the krogans don't like him because he's a fucking test tube baby uh yeah like, it's like i it's ivf the game god it's and you have to fight the <laughs> what's the giant worm the thing? Thresher Maul. Thresher Maul, and and then yep. that pays off in three when that Thresher Maul takes on like a fucking Reaper, and like yeah. a, and like a Cal- kaiju battle. Calros, the mother of all Reaper, uh, mother of all Thresher Thresher Mauls. And oh, you don't so have good. to kill him. You can survive without killing the Thresher Maul. You get extra points for killing the Thresher Maul. Oh. I always went for you the can headbutt a Maul. fucking Krogan. <laughs> that's a. That's I love a, doing that. That's that, the best prompt. You have you gotta have like you gotta have as many balls as a Krogan has to head about a Krogan. Four. Uh, <laughs> the quads. They always Jack, have the quads. Quads. Uh, Jack, who I did not like. I did not like He's Jack. Okay. I thought she was whiny bitch. Uh, <laughs> and then you find out through her royalty mission, she was like the coddled one, and she's in denial about being a you spoiled know? bitch. Yeah, she's a spoiled bitch. Like, all these other kids were dying around her so that she would be okay. And she's like, I'm the one who, I'm the strongest, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, 
Fuck you, go sit uh, down and relax, cry. Relax, Jack. Yeah, just... Calm your ass down. I really hated her. I did not like Jack at all. She was okay in Mass Effect 3. Mass Effect 2, like... I really wish she had died. I tried to get it to, for her to die, but <laughs> I know it would happen if I did in Mass Effect 3. Uh. She can. Um, but instead, Samara died instead because I put Jack on the fucking shield because I thought Jack would fucking die, and instead Samara died, and I was very oh, upset man. with that. I love Samara so much. Uh, Samara is your Asari companion. She comes in. She's a Justicar. You find her on Ilium. She is a badass. She's pretty cool. She's a badass. She's got that big uh, milf energy. She's got huge, and you can kind of romance her in Mass Effect 2. She's like, you know, those days are long past me, but if it was another time and another place, man, I'd bone you. Right. And you can kind of revisit that in 3. Uh, her loyalty mission is finding her daughter, Morinth, uh, or I like to say Billie Eilish. Because uh, <laughs> the voice actor for, for Samara, her daughter is Billie Eilish, and Billie Eilish has a song called Bad Guy. <laughs> That's funny. It's, I find it hilarious. And you go back to Omega, and you can either recruit Mara or Morinth, or you can kill her. Uh, if you are renegade enough, you don't have an option. Ooh. You will stop Samara, and you will take Morinth. There's no option on that. If you are straight up renegade, and it shows, you fucking kill Samara. Morinth takes over her. And then you can not bang her or bank her. And then if you bang her, you die. And you then it reloads. You fucking die. Like everybody it said. Everybody <laughs> told <laughs> you this would happen. Yeah. It's like, nope, you're, you're an idiot. You died. Like, no, you thought we were joking? Like, you actually died. Oh, man. And it does, like, the combat dead music where it goes, dun, 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 Oh, dun, my God. Dun, dun. It's so good. Um, you don't have to bang her. You don't have to romance her. It's great. Also, on Ilium, you meet Thane, the assassin, who is dying. Um, and the person he is sent there to kill, Nisana Dantius, is in Mass Effect 1. And you can help her or not, depending. Mm. But she'll kind of remember you in Mass Effect 2. She's like, Shepard? You know, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, shut up, man. I'm not here for you. Fuck off. Uh, that level is also really good. Because um, you're going up a skyscraper on Ilium. And it has a lot of open spaces. It has one of the best renegade prompts ever, which is pushing a guy out a window. Oh, and it's saying goodbye. Uh, which is one of the best ones I've ever seen. Also, Jack is like, that's fucking rad. <laughs> Jack totally gets off on it. So hilarious. She's like, yeah, that's my bitch. <laughs> um, but you also kind of figure out what Thane is like through those levels because he's hiding all the Solarians that are working there. Like, he's trying to protect them as he's trying to go through and, like, killing people who would try to hurt them. So, like, mm. that's a weird-ass assassin way to go. Like, I, you know, as assassin, I would just be like, fuck all y'all, bitches, bye. Um, <laughs> and then you meet him, and he's like, well, I'm dying, and, well, this is a noble cause. I'll do it, you know. No, no fee. Like we'll do it gratis, and of course Jacob is like, I don't know about this assassin. And you're like, man, just calm your ass down. I don't down. know. <laughs> I don't know. And you're like, he could be surprised you, considering he's doing it for fucking free, douchebag. Uh, which is great. I love it. Um, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that happens. You can meet Conrad Verner again, who was in Mass Effect One. 
Wasn't he, just, he wasn't has he the guy a, who's like trying to uh, he's like the stolen valor guy or something? He uh no he well I mean he has a uh, he has an N, a replica N seven uniform but he's trying to get the D to a bar <laughs> because they're selling red sand because a fake cop told him <laughs> and they're. And the bartender, Matriarch Athena, uh, is like, look, man, you just, it's legal to sell red sand here. <laughs> like, so you can <laughs> shoot Conrad Ferner in the foot if you want to. Yeah, you can um, really and, bully this kid. <laughs> you, this, this grown-ass adult Sorry, who is grown actually ass a man, physicist. Right. He's a fucking physicist. This dude is smart. Um, so you can either shoot him or you can, like, kindly talk to him. Like, hey, Conrad, you know, there's better things to do with your life. And then he actually sets up a nonprofit called uh, Shepherd's Shepherds or something like that, where he's like helping people, which is like, okay, cool. He has a wife. What the fuck? Like, this guy has a fucking wife. His sister is also in Andromeda by this time or on her way to Andromeda. Yes, he has a sister. She talks about him in Andromeda. Right. Uh, in, a, in a club on, um, not Aladdin, um... The place where all of the bad people are. The exiles go. Uh, uh, I can't remember it. Uh, we'll get to it when we get to that episode. Because uh, I don't think we've talked about it yet. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Have we? I don't think I so can't remember. either. <laughs> um, Ilium is like really pretty, but it's also as bad as Omega. Um, so Samara... Samara's mission to recruit her is you have to find out where Morinth is going. Uh, the Justicar is what she's a part of this thing called the Justicar, which is like, like this old timey peacekeeping, like monk thing where they are like, I don't know. They're kind of like, oh, she says it. They're like a mix between samurai and knights errant. She actually says it. Cause you ask her like, what the fuck is this as a Justicar? Mm-hmm. She she thinks of it like as like a knight errant. Like you're going around into these places, you're trying to do good deeds, but their code is like super strict. Right. Um, like there's it's all gray or all like it's all white or all black. There's no gray at all. Like that make like shades of gray make her job worse. And she doesn't need it because that makes her like fuck up. Mm-hmm. And just because her daughters are all these weird genetic defects called Ardakyachis. Um uh, right, the Ardakyachis. The Ardakyachi, which is what Morinth is. Um, and in three, you meet her other two daughters. Um, and reading the dot, the files about the files through the Shadow Broker about her kids and her like her mate, mm-hmm. like everything on the Shadow Broker DLC, like all the dossiers, make you super sad because it gives you more depth than people. And you're like, I just want to hug you. Can I hug you? <laughs> like, oh, guys. But we'll get to the DLC in a different episode, because holy shit. Because, man, those, we are in the vanilla those game. Those DLCs are the vanilla game. bonkers. Uh, I still haven't touched them on this playthrough. I need to. Uh, they're really good DLCs. Uh, I did do, of course, Kasumi, who's your second add-on when you go to the Citadel, because you either want to be a Spectre or don't. Uh, I decided to, because Anderson was my counselor. I love Anderson. Yeah, I love Anderson, and I love the way he's like, go think about. He tells Odina to like go think about things in his office because he's <laughs> like, just go to your room. Uh, he's like, you shouldn't have done that without me. And we're like, man, fuck you. And you try to be nice to Odina, and he's like, all right, fine, I guess a little. 
but still you're an asshole. <laughs> I was like, fuck you. Okay. Uh, I got reinstated. I also got my space hamster. Um, I forgot about the space hamster and the fish. Yes, and the fish who die. Yeah. Uh, thank you for fixing that in Mass Effect 3. Also, <laughs> we didn't say that you get Chakwas back in Mass Effect 2 as your doctor. Oh, Karen right. Chakwas. I forgot, yeah. She's the coolest. Uh, and there are some people who ask for things on the ship to like help ev- help the morale out a little bit more. And I can't remember if that actually like helps your crew survive in the end or not. But it's always cool to have. Uh, Karen Chakwas, brandy. She wanted a, a bottle of Sarasized brandy. You can actually share it with her. And you t- she talks about how she, you know, this is she loves being a combat medic on a starship. Um, she loves helping Joker. Like she is like, she says that Shepard's the Rock, but I think Karen Chakwas is the Rock. For sure, for sure. I mean, she has that. She sort is the of, coolest, and she has that uh, attitude, that big like mom energy of just like. Uh, yeah, she's, she's not the cool. She's, not, she's the cool mom. She's energy. definitely the cool mom. Definitely. Oh and my she, god, she's she's a she could be a cougar. No joke. Tara for sure. She sure. should get it. She could get I'm surprised it. they didn't hook her up with Vega in three. <laughs> oh, God. Ah. Um, also, there is a janitor slash cook uh, who's hilarious. And he's he just like a, wants better. He's a smarmy dick, but like a, a funny one, like a good one. He's a he's he's not a, he's not too for smarmy. He's just the janitor that also has to cook. So you just want to make sure that he washes his hands. <laughs> uh, and then you have your two engineers in in engineering, who should be the cutest couple ever. Is one like, of them Irish? One of them, yeah, one of them is Irish, and one of them's from like Jersey or something. <laughs> uh, Donnelly, Connolly, and um, oh no, it's Donnelly and Gabrielle, or Gabby. Gabby's the girl's name, but I can't remember her her last name. But they asked for something back on Omega, like FBI couplings, uh, and then we'll get to that when we get Tally on the ship because what you do when you give them to them is hilarious, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but Gardner, that's the guy's name. He wants like better food rations to help like with morale and stuff like that. And you do, and over the course of the game, like one of the guys like, "Hey Gardner, this food tastes more like food and less ass." <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that's me. I gave him good food. Gave him good also, ingredients. You get, you, get, you get new ingredients. Um, you can get upgrades because you have to. You buy pieces of armor now. You don't buy like full sets of armor like you did in Mass Effect One. And you really don't have any say over what your, um, like you just can't switch on the fly your team members like armor. Uh, mm. They get different appearances by if you complete their quest or not. And I think there was an upgrade pack, like an appearance pack. And I really didn't like most of them. The only one that I did like was for Garrus's because it like gave him a suit that didn't have a giant like chunk taken out because a rocket got shot to his face. Which <laughs> is what happens at the end of his mission. Yeah. And I totally missed it. Oh, oh yeah. man, a fucking rocket and you almost fucking lose Garrus. And you're just like, Ugh. So Blue sad. Blood. Yeah. Oh, my God. And he's like, women do find these cars attractive. <laughs> They're all Krogan, but people do <laughs> like them. And then I was like, I like them anyways. Yeah, <laughs> they're good. <laughs> um, 
And Garrus has got your back. Like, he is... He is down. He, from word go, he's like, yep, let's do this shit. Boop. Yeah, Garrus uh, is awesome. He's with you. Garrus is your, is your bro. He is your ride or die bitch. <laughs> right. He is my ride or die bitch. Uh... <laughs> It's, it's, it's interesting because, like, as we're kind of just going through the characters, like, the overall plot is sort of in the background. Like, the, the plot of advancing the whole, you know, Cerberus stuff combined with the collectors sort of, you know, harvesting more people. What are they doing with people? Are they taking people? What's going on here? But, like, you assembling the crew is is what the game really is. I feel like, oddly enough, all the, you know, collector stuff is almost the B plot in that the, the A plot, the important stuff, is getting your squad together getting things like going and like you know having, yeah, it is having assembling your team exactly like, getting interspersed with like with con with like plot points but it's more character devolved it is a very character based game of course of um, course yeah which is which is really really what i like about having second like games kind of need to be that like the second games i really like that about twos and trilogies mass mass effect 2 dragon age 2 well they like, don't have to really set up the out. whole world so you can kind of just go in from the word go yeah it's it's not an origin story like you know everything already like well you know the particulars like you know the overall but now you get the details like you're you're really in the meat of it like, exactly you get to like you it's like seeing this dish and you have, like, a taste of it, and you're like, oh, that's cool. And then you, like, really dig in, and you're like, oh, man, like, I'm really getting, like, the spices. Like, you're mm. really getting the depth of flavor and how, like, the different, like, the different ingredients really work together to bring this piece, like, as a masterpiece. Right. I'm not hungry. It's just the best analogy I can get. <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, so it is really, like, Finding your team, finding who you click with. This is the first time you meet a drill, which is what Thane is. Oh yeah, and then the drill. You, you realize like why they exist. Like why are the drill there? Well, their planet was dying before they even had like a nuclear fusion, like fission. Like their planet was almost dead, and the Hanar saved like a half a million of them, and the rest right. died on their planet. God, right, and it kind of brought a lot more, uh, not notoriety, but like positive attention to like the Hanar. The Hanar were a, a just people. They were, they used them <laughs> on the compact, which is what it was called. But they pretty much used them as like caregivers, like they could do things Caretakers. that Hanar couldn't do, like assassins and shit like that. But they were more like servants hmm maybe i guess then it wasn't so great that they what they did but i don't know like, i mean they helped they, them out they did what they could they're also they feel but like they those, also used it to their the, own advantage they definitely seem like the comic relief races uh alongside like those really short like brown ones volus that, yeah the volus you know like there, there's a bunch of races that i feel like they're, they're almost they're like whenever there's there's a prominent one in a scene like they're just there for a joke yeah well, I mean, the Hanar were a literal choke in right. Mass Effect 1. Blasto. Uh, so and, and, yeah, Blasto, Blasto, the jellyfish stings. Hanar's first specter. And also, uh. a bolus. You do make fun of a bolus in Mass Effect 2 when you're trying to find 
the ship that Samara's daughter or the person that Samara is going after. You can really bully the like shit can, out of him. You can push him you over. You can knock him over. <laughs> That's so mean. I'm a biotic god. Yeah, you are. Okay. Whatever, bitch. You can, <laughs> you can kick him over. You can, you, yeah, you can be like, you can just like, it's a tap. Like you flick your finger at him and he just falls over and he's like, oh yeah, I probably need to take a nap. Or you could just say charge. And he just like, runs into this area full of toxic gas canisters it just gets murdered Christ. after like sending out this tiny little biotic thing and you're like Bleh. and you're like and she's like ah fuck you and she just shoots him with a shotgun like this asari mercenary it's great i love it that is it's one of the it's one of the jokes of mass effect it's, it's a big God. running gag yeah it is a running gag uh i love it um Oh, shit. Also, Ilium is where Miranda's loyalty mission is, uh, where you deal more with, like, her father and how, like, how she got away. And her sister. And, it's a, and her sister, who is genetically her twin, who kind of doesn't look like it, but I think it could be the coloring. Like, Miranda's super light-skinned, and Orana, Oriana is not. Um, I was like, I don't know how they could be fucking genetically the same. They look pretty different. Right. Um, but whatever. And then, um, it helps her deal with like, it helps her deal. Like I've, I've gotten this, like everything mm -hmm. that I, I care about is safe. I can do this mission. Cause that's what the loyalty missions are. They're really just like, if I'm going to leave this earth, this is how I want to leave it. Right. And you do it. And you can either, like, not do it. Or in Zaid Masani's case, <laughs> uh, he is contracted to to get rid of, or to get rid of Blue Suns from a factory. And you can do what the contract states that he was hired to do, which is get fucking Blue Suns out of the fucking factory. Mm -hmm. Or you can do what Zaid Masani wants, and you go after the head of the Blue Suns and kill him. Right. Uh, if you don't have enough Paragon or Renegade skills and you do the Paragon part, uh, Zaid Masani will die. Because you don't mm. have his loyalty. He's like, I'll do the mission, but fuck you. Like, I'll do my job. Right. Uh, if you do have enough, because he's about, like, like a canister falls on him. And you're like, I should just leave you here because you're a fucking asshole. Uh, you can Renegade or Paragon him and then he will, like, be loyal to you. Or you can mm. kill Zaid Masani by burning him alive. God. Uh, or not Zaid Masani, uh, Vigo Santiago. Yeah, right? Vigo, I remember. I actually do remember Santi that. Vigo Santiago. That is his name. Uh, you can burn him alive. Wow. And that's a really cool play on mechanics on the environment with, like, the fire and shit like that. Um, because the factory burns, is burning. So you have to, like, go through the environment to, like, shut off things, to turn off the fire, uh, which is really cool. It's it's playing with fire. It's playing with fucking fire, which is kind of what you do with Zaid Masani, because you, you are playing with a goddamn fire. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's fun. I liked him. He's gruff. Kasumi, Kasumi you meet on the Citadel. She's a thief. She's Asian. Uh, Kasumi Goto. Um, hers is a fun... Uh, loyalty mission because you infiltrate a party and you get to wear a pretty dress <laughs> that right. you can wear throughout the fucking game if you want to. 
Because you can change your your casual outfit. You're not stuck with what you had in Mass Effect 1. You can wear more dressed up. You can wear casual. You can wear, like, that weird science gear that they've got, like, the, the coat and stuff. Uh, you can wear, like, the weird colonist garb that had, like, overalls or some weird bullshit. I don't know. I didn't like it. <laughs> or you can wear the dress. And when I got that dress, I never took it off. I love that dress so much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> if it was I could really pull that cool. dress off, I'd really cool fucking get options. somebody to make it for me. <laughs> right. Uh, and that's, you get a new gun, which is cool. Um, Donovan Hawk is, a, is the antagonist of that one. He's South African. Uh, you can tell by his accent. Uh, and you get to blow him the fuck up. Hell yeah. And, and Kasumi Goto is hilarious, and she he loves Jacob's ass. <laughs> she, oh, that's funny. She has it she, hard for Jacob. She it falls, is so she, funny. She definitely falls for the uh, elusive man's actual goal, like, oh, actual yeah. trick of Jacob. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, mm, Jacob. I'm Wrong like, target. Yeah, she'll start, she'll start leaning all weird. Main. She'll start she'll leaning all weird. Like, yeah, but she also picks up like, oh, you and Garrus, huh? Mm, kind of cute. And you're like, whoa there. Um, also on the Normandy is Kelly Chambers, your yeoman. She's also like the ship's counselor. Uh, she'll tell you because you have like a message console or something like that. Like, you've got new messages. Got I actually mail. had that as a message, a text message <laughs> notification oh, for a heart for like a hard minute. Um, and then I got really annoyed with it. Um, she'll also tell you if like somebody needs help with something or like they want to talk to you and that's how you figure out with like the loyalty missions that you need to go talk to them um, you can romance her too mm-hmm. uh, she will wear a dancer's outfit that weird red plastic thing <laughs> uh, and you're like whoa okay she'll dance for you and cuddle that's really weird. I I couldn't. But she'll like, oh, you like bad boys? I'm like, yes, I do. And she's like, yeah. And you're like, whoa, okay. Uh, you see her in three uh, briefly. Um, she's not like a huge love interest, so she doesn't really carry over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's fun. And she then she, if you're nice to her enough and you hang out on your in your cabin or whatever... If you, if you're just a friend, she'll try and feed your fish, but she's really bad at it. That's what I heard. Anyways. I remember that part. Yeah, God. Uh, one of the cute things on Ilium is an Asari who her boyfriend a Krogan is spouting love poetry at her. <laughs> oh, blue rose <laughs> of Ilium. Uh. <laughs> and you can you. And I always was just like, well, he, he loves you. Like, look at him. Like, he's spouting love poetry. Um, and then if you go to Grunt, if you go to Chunka, you have to go to Chunka, because that's where Morden Solaces and Grunt's loyalty missions are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in Morden Solaces, you pretty much find out, like, one of his apprentices or, you know, his protégés is trying to cure the um, genophage because uh, Krogan's adapted and they were starting to, like, Krogans have redundant organs. They're super. <laughs> These guys can take a beating. Like, right. they're the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> they have, like, two hearts or whatever. Even Rex tells you. So if you don't kill Rex on Mass Effect 1, he's leader of Clan, or not in Mass Effect 2. 
and he's super happy to see you. And he's like, Shepard, my friend. Uh. <laughs> he's like, I thought, good thing we have redundant organs. And you're like, ah, I didn't have that. Um, but he's like, yeah, okay. Well, I'm, I'm the head of this clan. Mm-hmm. Um, so with Grunt, his loyalty mission, the, my baby Krogan, uh, is he's hitting puberty. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Garrus Vicarians. He's like, can we just take him to a lab dance? I'm Omega. Why do we have to fight shit and go through all right? <laughs> like, this is dumb. That's so funny. And, yeah. But it's really funny is that if you go through YouTube and you re- and you watch all the reactions, like, Rex is like, I don't care what you call it. We call it the right. Like, he has to go through this rite of passage, which is just you killing shit, which is great. <laughs> very Krogan. Um, very on brand. It's very Krogan. Um, and then you find out there's a female camp. Like, the, the females are, like, segregated from the males. And you have to be a very special male Krogan to get with a lady. Hey. Uh, hey. Um, also, this is where you get the famous death mask that you love so much, Dylan. Yes. That yes. helps your renegade or paragon. But it's I loved awful. it a lot. I never wore helmets in that game. I don't care. I wanted to see my shepherd. Yeah, but I mean, at that point, I was only playing as like default shepherd, so I really didn't care about seeing my face. Yeah, Mark Mir. No, that's not. Mar- that's the Mir. voice actor's name. Uh, Mark Mir for the male shepherd. That was the uh, from Critical Role. Oh. Uh, no, 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 no. Mark Mir is a Canadian comedian actor who voiced Commander Shepard through all three games. He's Canadian. He's not a part of. Uh, He's not a part of Critical Role. Sorry. Uh, my bad. Um, yes. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, no, I, I didn't... I played... Th- okay. <laughs> Full warning. I played through every romance, male and female. Christ. <laughs> I, I wanted to see everything, which means I went through Miranda's romance. <laughs> and I went through Tally's, and I went through Jack's. Uh, full disclosure, Jack is weird. Jack's into some uh, shit. If, she, if you fuck her, you cannot romance her. If you have casual sex with Jack, as a, as a male shipper, because you can't do female, uh, you can't romance her. <laughs> and at the very end, if you romance her, it's cuddling. You cuddle her. She cuddles and cries. Oh, you're unraveling her emotional barriers or whatever the fuck. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> but if you fuck her in the very beginning, you cannot romance her. Uh, Miranda likes to do it in the engine room. Oh, she sure does. She <laughs> she whips off her, uh, she shows her bra out and you bang in the engine. In, in front of the fucking engine. Not even in the engine room where Kenneth and Gabby are. It's no, just, just I see. That's the thing. I thought you were you, that was a euphemism for just like in the ass. Oh no! No 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 no! She... Oh no! <laughs> she actually will fuck you in the engine room. Uh, Tally's cute because you take off her mask for the first time, and then <laughs> she takes the air of the Normandy, so you have the same environmental features. Because apparently, so with Koreans exchanging air from each other's suit is a sign of like the deepest commitment two Koreans can ever have. Ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does that. Even if you're a female, but she doesn't tell you. 
That's why she has like a cold after her uh, loyalty mission. Is <laughs> because she actually she actually like got some of the Normandy's air in her, and she's fighting off a small fever. Which right. Is adorable. Which is yeah. Which the game sets up to be just a cute moment with you and Shepard. Uh huh. Her and loyalty Polly. mission uh, is rough. Uh, hers. Hers is one of the roughest. I think I've ever went through. Um, is that we have the trial? Deal... Yes, it's the trial with her dad. Like that is not clear cut. In that, like I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do this. Like by this time, you have a real emotion like bond with Tally, and setting like I wanted to like set her dad up as like the worst horror criminal ever. <laughs> uh, because she doesn't get exiled, but she, she's like, but I'm like, they give her the Normandy as a ship name. Koreans have ship names. That's their last name because they've been on space for so long. Um, so they call her Voss Normandy. So you have to represent her as her captain, uh, which is really great if you have a really good or really bad, like if you have a lot of Renegade or Paragon, because those those parts help out a whole lot because they can either make or break uh, whether Tally gets exiled or not. And what's super hilarious is if you have a third, if you, you have to have a, another person in your team. If you have Legion, who is the Geth, who you meet, oh shit. Um, we forgot about Legion. Oh, no, we didn't. We forgot about the 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 quest to get it up. It's a Legion. Uh, Legion is an angelic reaper. He has what, 1,400-plus uh, Geth, like, programs in his hardware system, like, in his body. So he's pretty much, like, his own person, kind of. Right. Um, and he has a piece of Commander Shepard's armor <laughs> attached to his body to fix the hole. Uh, when you ask him about it, he says no data available. <laughs> like, he I mean... really doesn't want to answer that question. <laughs> uh um yeah now so. you can you can't romance uh you cannot romance legion unfortunately you cannot romance legion. only in that iconic laser time uh erotic fan fiction theater can <laughs> can you try <laughs> yep. and simulate that yes god, um what a, what a good scene oh god it's so good <laughs> um so that that reaper was weird like that was a really weird i, I mean was it a it was weird because level. there was all that, that wasn't that where you first saw that they're turning humans into paste not where like Kelly and them were starting to get uh, attacked later but like this is where you start that to see those right after that mission those weird flesh caves and like yeah it was it was definitely on the creepy side and you could tell it was ominous no so like, the flesh caves and stuff like that was actually the collector ship which is before the reaper after okay so here we go <laughs> So the main plot points, without the character stuff, is Freedom's Progress, then Horizon, which is you are in the midst of a collector attack on a colony, and you're trying to, like, stop them. And half right. the colony is gone. Uh, that is where the guy who's hiding in the shed, because of it. Right. Not who's asleep. That was Mass Effect 1. Um, and that is where you meet the living member from Vermeer. Either Caden or Ashley. Huh. Uh, right. 
because they were helping because in a cutscene they're beforehand and they're like oh those main guns we gotta get them up what the fuck's going on um and they are not having it they're like you are with Cerberus <laughs> and you're like no no man like come with me he like I need you please especially if you romance them uh and if you have Tally or well if you you have Garrus because you won't have Tally at this end uh, at least I don't think you... No, you won't. You won't have Tally in Horizon. You'll have Garrus. And they'll be like, Garrus, you too? Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> and he's like, come on. Like, get in here. Like, we need your help. Like, why won't you see reason? And they're like, no, I'm... My, my alliance... I stand with the alliance. Blah, blah, blah. You know. It's... It's sad. Mm. It's sad. But you get to see, like, how the... How the collectors are taking humans. Like, they're freezing them in place. In these weird stasis field things, so that and they're they alive, alive and they take them. They are alive and they are fully aware. And you can kind of like see their eyes kind of move a little. Right. Which is really weird. That's <laughs> uh, so weird. Um, and then after that, Horizon, you pick up another couple of team members, including Tally, uh, and you meet Alec Baldwin <laughs> from oh. Chuck. Uh, and Firefly. He's also a Corian. Uh, Haystrom, which is a colony that was once settled by Corians. But is that the one where the sun will hit you? Yeah, if the sun hits you, it wrecks your shield. Fucking hurts you. Death everywhere. Yeah. The, the, the literal cutscene going into it is a bug walking into the sun and then burning itself alive. Jesus Christ. It's ash. Like, that is what it is. Um, like, the sun is, like, a rat almost going supernova within like a couple centuries, which is unheard of. Um, and that's where you get Tally. Uh, it's kind of cool because she's she talks about like how being with you when she was like just coming into the pilgrimage like taught her how to like think outside of the box, right? Like the mining charges to get core samples and stuff like that. Like, and she's like, I wish Shepard was here, she would know what to do. And you're like, Hi, I'm here. You're like, Jesus Christ. Uh, and then you get her, and you're like, yay, my friend. Um, and then after Horizon, and then there's the collector ship, um, where it's actually a trap. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, isn't it so that, like, the like, whole crew's going to be away, and then the collectors fucking backdoor the Normandy and start taking everybody from the Normandy? And that is after the Reaper. Yeah, the derelict Reaper. Right. Yes. The collector ship is where you figure out that the collectors were once Prothean, but they've been extremely genetically modified to be like husks. They're like basically, yeah, Prothean husks. Um, they're Prothean husks. Um, and they're a lot scarier than regular husks, that's for sure. Like, God, yeah. oh man, that, that like, what's the commander of the, of their fucking thing called? Harbinger? Like, Harbinger, yeah, just like. I am well, the master of your well, destruction. Well, I mean, our, I guess Harbinger was uh, a Reaper himself. He was a but Reaper, but he was taking control of a Collector. His voice is so um, iconic in those fights, man. Just like, ooh, man, ass assuming direct control. You feel this, and you're like, ah, no, I don't want to feel anything. Right, get away from like, me, you fucking asshole. Man, and he is that whatever, like, weird, like, Vortex thing he had would rip through your shield exactly and yeah like, oh, and it would man. go through fucking like barricades and you're like oh i did really it. i i really liked fighting the uh fighting the collectors i did too 
Um, what those they weird had, tank like, bugs the they Scions. had? Oh, what are they? Bastions or something like something that? Something like that, yeah. They had like these huge. Yeah, they had like weird legs. They were crossed between like a collector and a human. They had, like collector. He- they had no. They had husk heads like sticking out from the front of them. It was so weird and creepy. Oh Stuff yeah. Man, you would go through so much fucking ammo and warps. Oh, they, for I sure. always made sure that I had someone who could do warps when I did collector stuff because they would just break through those dumb fucking barriers. That's, I think, uh, when they so started hard. embracing a lot more, like, uh, a diverse enemy palette, enemy variety. Um, yeah. They, they definitely doubled down to that in 3, uh, but this they is did. why they started sort of branching out into different kinds of enemies other than... This guy in a suit. This guy. This guy is a red space suit. This guy is a blue space this suit. This is a glass cannon. This They're, guy is a mech. This guy is yeah. a tank, right? Yeah. So they started embracing a lot more creative, um, like just designs and inspirations for stuff. And well, that's by the when time the you singularities get the... and the shockwaves really helped out. Oh, those hordes yeah. of fucking husks, man. Whew. Yikes. I mean, I, I I tend to just beat their asses in with like a a good melee because I did play soldier a lot. Oh man, I would. I wouldn't even want them near me. I would just. I would do a shockwave. I would make sure that I'd have. I. I did sniper. So if I used, I always had like, because you could do new game plus. You could add on a loyalty, unlock power. Because once you unlock the loyalty of one of your companions, you got an extra power, like mm-hmm. reeve or dominate or you know, ammos or something like shredder ammo or. Um, warp ammo or something like that where you could add those on and I always got and at the collector ship you could actually get an add on for whatever weapon you like the most or you could learn a weapon specialization like sniper or whatever um, mm-hmm. or you could get like the big black widow sniper rifle or that huge like you would get like the biggest gun the baddest gun at the collector ship because you could just pick it up off the ground um, I always made sure that I, if I didn't have sniper training then, I would get sniper training there. Right. And then I would just pick off husks while they were, like, sitting in a singularity. Just ding, ding, ding. Mm-hmm. I love sniper rifles. <laughs> I love that shit. So good. Uh, and then that's when you figure out, like, oh, this is what they're doing with humans. And, oh, my God, the collectors are Protheans or we're Protheans. And then the collector, and then you're like, oh, well, this is where the collectors are. And it's not a planet. It's a fucking station in the middle of, like, the core of the galaxy, which is all, like, black holes and exploding suns and right. shit like that. Proto stars. Like, that is that is not a place you want to be. No. <laughs> uh, that's why no one comes out, because they will kill you. Uh, so that's why you go to the Derelict Reaper, because Cerberus is trying to get, like, the IFF from the Reaper. Um, good to note. Palisar Gal- uh, Galactica, the new one. Where's the Cylon base? In the core of the galactic of the galaxy. Hey, there you go. Hey, it's all um, circular. You can see. <laughs> it's all circular. Man, yeah, Battlestar Galactica was huge when Mass Effect Two came out. Absolutely huge. Mm-hmm. Um, because the um Bailey on the Citadel, the Commander Bailey or whatever, Captain Bailey, he was. Um, an actor from Battlestar Galactica. He was like the first mate who was always drunk. And in the later seasons, he loses an eye. He's actually one of the first five Cylons. Right. I could go on, but I'm not gonna. He also helps <laughs> you with loyalty missions for um, Thane and Garrus. 
uh, Garrus is, is you find the guy who betrayed his team, and you can either let Garrus kill him, Sidonis is the guy's name, or you can talk Garrus into letting him live because obviously Sidonis is dying already. Like, yeah. he's dead. He's a, he's a dead man walking. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you, you're like, you're better than this, Garrus. Like, he's like, I'm not. I'm not actually better than this. I'm not perfect. I'm not like you. Fuck you. You, you don't know anything. And you're like, man, what the fuck? Yeah, Garrus. Uh, and that's where you meet from Mass Effect 1 uh fade who is actually like a csec cop a dirty like a shitty csec cop that you have to talk to in Korra's den and he calls you princess and like tells he hits on you he's a he's a scummy shithead um he's like sit on my lap princess he's like you're damn good in that uniform made me want to stay in it and you're like fuck off dude uh (laughs) He turns into Fade, which is like this identity theft person because, you know, everything got fucked up when Sovereign attacked. And he was able to, like, still infiltrate in and help people with identities and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you can you can let, like, Garrus kill him. Right. Uh, he shoves his ginormous Turian foot on that guy's neck and he's like, I'm going to break your shit. And you can either say yes or no. Mm. Uh, if you say no, you don't kill him. He just shoots him and he headbutts him. After he <laughs> shoots him in the leg, <laughs> he's like, "At least we can find you. There's a blood trail." Um, Thanes is finding his son because he was married, and mm-hmm. the reason that uh, he doesn't care about life anymore is because his wife is dead. Um, she pulled him out of his battle sleep because he was a tool. Uh, and he wasn't careful enough, and she died. John Wick, ish. Yes. Stuff? Yes. Yeah, but um, his son is alive, uh, and he was staying with relatives, and he it goes to the Citadel, become a hitman. Uh, so you have to try and stop him from completing his first kill, and you figure out like, yeah, Thane was a shitty dad. <laughs> he was a very detached father. <laughs> he really didn't care after his like. He just like. He's like a weird alcoholic. After your after your wife dies, you just start drinking a lot. Except him, he's killing everybody. So killing ever, a lot. He's just killing everybody who could have ever killed his wife. Right. Right. And you can either shoot the target. You can either shoot um, Colyat. Weird ass name. Colyat's target in front of Colyat. Be like, no one fucking cares. Bam. Or you can like shoot. A lamp nearby, and while Koyat's distracted, you punch him in the face. I really love shooting. I really love shooting the Turian. <laughs> I really did. His uh, his target is a Turian. I can't remember his name. I remember the guy who hired Koyat, though, Elias Kellum. He was a human, and that interrogation scene is super fun because you can renegade him into unconsciousness, hmm. or trigger him, or if you're renegade enough, you put a gun to his head and threaten him, and he immediately spills the beans. <laughs> mm. If you don't have enough Paragon or Renegade points to do that, do any of those prompts, it's hard. It's it's not fun to do. Right. I make sure that I have enough Paragon or Renegade so that I don't have to. I can play good cop or bad cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta have a little bit of both. But if you have, like, too much in the middle... 
like you, if you have enough of both, like none of those will will ever pull in, or they're both grayed out, and it's you're ah, oh, it's the worst. I hate not having enough pen renegade or paragon to do right. like persuasions, because it also hurts when you do loyalty missions between two different characters. Um, like you do Miranda's and then you do Jack's. Um, I always made sure that I had enough of one or the other before I would finish those two mm -hmm. because they'll fight <laughs> and you have to either side, you have to side with one or the other, or you have to have enough Renegade or Paragon to calm them both down. Uh, cause if you don't and you side with one, the other one gets pissed off and then you have to have enough Paragon or Renegade points to like pull them back in. So you really have to like be one way or the other of aspect too, because you can't you can't go gray. No centrism here. No, it is either red or blue. <laughs> and if you're red and you don't have the the med, the med bay upgrade to the Normandy, you look like a fucking monster. Yeah, you have you gray look, cracks you all look, over your skin. You look. Your awful. eyes are red. You look awful. People talk like, about it too. Yeah, they're like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, your face. You gotta, you gotta like, do something about all that, and you're like, yeah. I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> so let's but sort of skip. Still be let's, super renegade. let's skip yeah. a little what? forward. I don't, I don't, I don't okay. think we're skipping anything too bad, but let's yeah. let's um, sort of cycle around. You've got, you're gathering this team. You're gaining their trust. You're uh, like figuring more out about the Collector Menace and what they're up to and how they're doing stuff. Your ship gets attacked yeah, again. And a lot of your crew is taken, um, and you you play as Joker for a bit, and and you know have to hobble around, and it's like glass bones, um, and it's actually a very very cool moment in Mass Effect Two, I think. It's terrifying. You have to walk. You can't fight anything. You just have to like you'll see those giant weird insect tanks just like floating around. You just have to avoid them completely. And he's just he's and freaking if you're the not good enough, out. you will die. You will die. Like he. You will die. Oh, he's just you cannot. You can't fight anything, and you just have to hobble away to like the the perfect spot. Yeah, you are. It is. It is terrifying. It is, it really does give you a sense of menace. Like, oh shit! Like he's saying, oh shit, and you're you are also saying. You're oh, also shit, saying, you're oh shit, for sure. Because you can hear Kelly Chambers screaming as they take her. Like people get flung. Like you know, people are dying, and you're like, oh my fucking Christ! Like you hear these. As Commander Shepard, you're walking through the Normandy. Like you, you overhear conversations with crew members between crew members, so you get to know those crew members a little bit. Like you get to know some of those crew members had, you know, a brother on Ferris Fields, and he was taken by the Collectors, and you know, uh, mm -hmm. one of them has uh, a reservation with the consort who you meet in Mass Effect One in three months, and you're like, dude, really, we're about to go. <laughs> and one of them even, like his friend, even says like. We're about to go to a suicide mission. You care about a whore? He's like, man, like, she's just not a whore, man. Yeah, man. Consort. Yeah, so it is very, is very terrifying. And that is when you un unleash Edie. And she, like, that is the catalyst between Edie and Joker becoming actual friends. Right. <laughs> and he's like, yes. Uh, and she makes jokes, and it's cute, and I love it. I like it. I like to see humans when they're on their knees, and you're like, "Whoa, <laughs> yay!" Like, girl, even his face when she says it, he's like, "What the fuck just uh, happened?" Like, uh, like, what? Uh, that is a joke. 
that was a joke. Um, but, but then does that you know, lead, like does that snowball right into like we're going on the suicide mission because like you have to save your crew, you have to go to the yeah. So you have so she's like they're still testing the IFF because the IFF that they got from the Reaper like the collectors figured out like oh shit like they're not dumb um, or Harbinger isn't stupid. Uh, so they're still trying to like get all the bugs out after the crew gets taken. So you have to do one mission. And normally that's Legion's loyalty mission. Mm-hmm. Because there is like almost no like there's no span between like safe time between getting the IFF from the Reaper and the Re- and the collectors coming for the crew. Uh, and if you wait farther, more people die. Right. Um, which I've done. And that was awful. And I hated it. Uh, Kelly Chambers died. <gasps> uh, Karen Chocolates did not. Mm-hmm. Um Yes. Win some, lose some. Uh, yeah. So normally Legion is the only one that has uh, a loyalty mission that has to be done. Uh, where you go to a Geth, like, a Geth space station that they built on the edge of the Terminus. Um, or at the edge of, like, Perseus Vale or whatever. Um, and you have to deal with the heretics. Which is what they call the Geth that followed Sovereign. Because not all... It, it's like fascists. It's, it's, <laughs> and it's also a, a complicated aspect of Geth culture. That they yeah, had a Yeah, it's schism. something that they've never heard. They've And they've never dealt with it before. And they have no idea. Like, he's just... Legion is like, I don't know what... Like, how... How what like the very fabric I, of I my existence? Like I I, yeah. I can't comprehend this on a fundamental under fundamental I mean, like, level. Oh yeah, he, like actual like sentient beings do this all the fucking time. Uh, that like <laughs> de, you know de, de, defer, detract, like just leave. Yeah, yeah that happens. And Legion's just like yeah, I, and you can actually I take Tally that. with you. Right. And she'll argue. Um, she'll argue. She's like destroy them, destroy them all, or you can overwrite them. So you can overwrite them. Um, or you can destroy them. And destroying Geth is just like, it's deleting a program off a computer. Because <laughs> that's all they are. They're just software. They're not hardware. That's all they are. Um, and actually, their big thing is like, they want to build like almost something that looks like a Dyson sphere. Mm-hmm. And just all the Geth live there software-wise. That's it. That's all they want to do. That's their own future. That's what they want to build. Like. Yeah. That's that's them. Mm-hmm. You're like, that's cool. Like, f- all right, cool. Like, rock on. I see nothing wrong with this. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> thanks. Uh, so, you, and that that is an actually really short level. I was surprised about how short that was when I played it. I thought it, I thought it went on a little longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, it's super short. Um, Geth don't use windows. <laughs> it's a structural that's right. Weakness. That's right, structural weakness. I remember this, yeah. Yeah. God, um, I love. God, I'm gonna play this fucking game again, Kayla. You, you heard it here first. I'm gonna fucking. I got a nice PC. I'm gonna just like find a. I, I think I have some DRM free copy on my old computer. I'll copy over. I still have a copy of it from Steam. God. Before MSX1 Origin. on Steam. These are the pre-origin days, people. Uh huh. But I also can get it on Origin if I want to because it's on Game Pass. Also, that's how I'm playing it on my Xbox One. I might just get Game Pass. Game yeah. Pass. Mm-hmm. Because Mass Effect 2 has two discs. 
That's right. It did have uh, two discs. God damn. Yeah, because the collector base, the end, the end level is on the second fucking disc. <laughs> up to a certain point, it's up to a certain up to the second disc. Wasn't like that on PS3 and though. On they Game never Pass, had to do that shit. You don't have to fucking do that, huh? Never had that issues on PS3. Although, if I recall, Mass Effect Three, Mass Effect Two on PS3 did have some issues like at launch. A lot it of did. Also, it was on a Blu-ray, so a lot of platform, a lot of multi-platform games in that era definitely had issues on PS3. The most, and the most, and that fucking comic for the lead-in to Mass Effect Two that gives you the options for Mass Effect One as a comic book form were atrocious. They were, it was not, and still it was not makes good. me physically angry looking at it because Just, that artwork is awful. It's, and it's not wrong. good. It's not good. It's it's mad. And they it's tried like to do the this person didn't three. even play Mass Effect One. Like I don't or know. If they did. Yeah, they were drunk. Like and, and it, it, there were just decisions that led up to like three that wouldn't make any sense for that either. Like uh, who's the Salarian who sacrifices himself at the end of Mass Effect One? Um, the Salarian. Yeah, the the leader guy that oh Kirahi Kirahi that's right and none of that shit was in the comic and that paid off no that, it wasn't Kirahi was that awesome shit, that shit really mattered in Mass Effect three also if okay so are we going into the suicide mission now yeah I feel like we should uh, do that okay so you you get everybody you have your team um, you have your team together and you have the schematics for like the base and stuff you go through the omega-4 relay everything is ready all your upgrades because those upgrades matter (laughs) yeah you really fucking do (laughs) they really fucking do so you have to upgrade the normandy because the normandy out of the box is not strong enough to go through the i have the the omega-4 relay it's not capable of handling the collectorship nothing like through the loyalty missions, and you don't even have to do the loyalty missions to get the fucking upgrades. You can just ask them. And you can just walk up the window sometimes and be like, hmm, I'm going to inspect this, make it stronger. Structural weakness, well, eh? I mean, that, that gives you salvages. But you can literally ask your companions, like, hey, do you have anything that we could use to upgrade the ship? They're like, oh, yeah, here do. you go. Yeah, here's, these, here's this brand new gun. And even, like, Kenneth and Gabby talks about the fucking guns that Garrus put on the ship. And like, man, that's Man, those things are powerful, but well, we think we got it. Or the shields, or the engine. Like, and actually, um, on the display on the CIC, it actually shows you the fucking upgrades. Mm. Like, if you've got better armor, or you've got better shields, or you've got a better gun, it actually shows you, mm-hmm. like, on the on the sh- on the uh, hologram of the Normandy. Right, right. If you're getting upper upgrades, as soon great. as soon as that sort of like asteroid field shit starts going down in the Omega Four relay, like it's that that's when I think the pacing really, really uh, hits hits it out of the park. Like it, it and you just, can start losing team members that way immediately. Start losing. You like, can. They you are can not lose pull, Jack. You can use Pally. On the fact that this yeah. is a suicide mission. Yeah, like oh shit, they're dead. Uh and the collectors only have one ship. <laughs> They have one big ship. That's all they need. And you can kill it. You can fucking with the gun that Garrus gives you. Yeah. On your ship. You yeah. can blow it the fuck up. And it feels great. Uh, and then you land, and then you can start splitting into pairs. Or split it. You split into groups. Uh, you have someone who leads the second team, who, of course, is like, I'll do it. Like, Miranda's like, 
it's me. I'll do it. And they're like, no one, no one cares about you, Miranda. Like, Miranda, no, no. sit down. Sit down. I'm going to let Garrus be in charge. Yes. Oh, my God. Me, too. I totally had Garrus be in charge. I, he's, he's a capable military leader. What do you want? Yes. He's actually already led a team. You know, like I that, trust that's, him. That's the part of Mass Effect 2, like, with the suicide mission, that makes it feel very earned, is that, like, knowing your squad inside and out, doing the loyalty missions, yeah. learning about them, completing their the journeys, person, puts you in the right place. Like, they could die. You're not going to put Tally in the, fr- in the front of the fucking shields. You're not going to fucking let, like, fucking Jack go through the vent or whatever, the, the heat vent. I let Tally or Legion go through the vent. Uh, I made the mistake of having Thank go through a vent oh, uh, in one prob- playthrough, and he, he croaked. died. He d- he got shot in the face. God, um, I was very upset. Uh, <laughs> you always um, had to have your biotics lead in the shield charge, though. I always had um. No, this was Samara. going through the vent. Uh, so I I couldn't get Jack back after her argument with Miranda. I didn't have enough either Paragon or Renegade. So I was like, okay, I'll put her on the shield. She'll die. Great. <laughs> cool. Bad idea. If they... If they volunteer, you do it. Because <laughs> Samara was like, I'll do it. And I was like, no, no, I'll let Jack do it. What happens? Samara fucking Samara dies. Samara fucking dies because she doesn't have anything to do. I'm very upset. <laughs> I'm very upset. And I had Samara with me. I had Samara... And Miranda in with me with the shields. Because uh, I needed those fucking singularity and those, shockwaves. You need those biotic, those biotic powers. Yeah, because, man, throwing things off cliffs were great. And having that warp was super amazing, especially when it was, like, upgraded to the highest it could be with with Miranda. Like, I could just rip through shields like nobody's business. It was great, especially with the scions that did the little shockwaves with their one weird arm. Like... Blowing through them with that it was amazing, and I loved it. Like I could incinerate people; it was great. No, so I lost, I lost Jack, and I lost Zaid, because he's the one. Because if you go through the Omega Four relay quick enough, you can save your crew, or pretty much, yeah, you can save pretty much all of your crew. You can't save the colonists; they're dead. Sorry. Mwah. Um. But your crew's probably gonna be okay if you do it well enough. Your your crew's probably okay, and you can say no, my crew doesn't need any help. Uh, they can do it on their own, or you can send somebody with them. I sent Zaid with him. Uh, he, I didn't have his loyalty because I didn't let him kill Vito. Um, uh, hilarious bit of uh, minutia. His son that he doesn't know about is in Andromeda. Surprise, surprise. Zaid's? Uh, Zaid's son that he does not know about. Interesting. Yes, he, he taught his son talks about him. He's like, yeah, you, all you did was give me this name and nothing else. What a bastard! But whatever. I was like, okay, great. Um, Zaid died. I should have taken Grunt, but I knew that Zaid would probably die in the very in the very final end. Like I figured. Right. Um. So Jack lived because I pretty much kept her through the rest of it, hoping she would die, and she didn't. Um. And then, surprise, surprise, what are they building with all the people? A giant Terminator. A human Reaper. A which human, which does, still I, doesn't make a lot of sense to me. How does, like, is it, was it going to be bipedal? Like, I, I, or, I don't, was I it going to look just, like a weird-ass Gundam? I'm pretty sure it was just going to look exactly like a Terminator head to toe. Like, I, 
I don't know. It's... Because they weren't finished when they when we killed it. No, no, no. And it was like halfway done. Was... Boring. That fight was weird. I didn't like it. Yeah. I, it fight, I, I know a lot of video games have to boil down to shoot the glowy bits, but my god, he would just That would peek, shoot the glowy bit. He'd just peek his head over the corner, just like, huh, and then you shoot him in the fucking eye. Eye, <laughs> like one of his four eyes. One of his fucking, yeah, it's so, it's so weird, and I still don't quite understand, like, I think they explained in two or three that, okay, the Reapers, when they sort of take over a race, uh, or take over a species, rather, uh, they will mold the Reaper in the form of of that, that destroyed... Of dominant species. Of dominant yeah. species, yes. That's why the Reapers look like the Reapers, because they destroyed the Leviathans. Um, so they sort of Which emulated that look. find out about in 3. Exactly, but mm-hmm. like they didn't make Reapers that looked like Protheans. Like, they didn't make... Uh, you know, they At least didn't. Not that you saw. Not that you saw, but I feel like they would have made a point to like emphasize the fact that hey, Reapers make Reapers out of the dominant species. Yeah. But th- this it seems like just such a throwaway. We need a huge. We need like a giant big bad that isn't just a Reaper because we can't have like boots on the ground fighting Reapers. So uh, it was just it, I. That's the part of Mass Effect Two that really falls flat for me is that final boss fight. But I mean, a lot of good games have a history of bad boss fights, and that's I'm not gonna like, you know, give the game that much shit for it. It was just kind of like I don't know, man. Like, and this battle is, I would just use the fucking nuke thing anyway. Like, it was just... yeah. But normally, Bioware has really good ending boss battles. Yeah, the end of boss um, of, of one was um, fucking was well, Saren. Okay. Yeah, that was cool. I guess. I, mean, I really didn't like that one. Uh, but the fight with... It was interesting. I'm thinking, like, KOTOR. I'm thinking Dragon Age. Uh, Jade Empire had a really good ending boss battle, I think. I can't remember. It's been a bit. Um, and I haven't even played Origins, though. I haven't played Origins in forever. Shit. Well, there um, you go. Boss battles at the end kind of, kind of be... are kind of shitty. Uh, the n- newer games have gotten better. Um, like the new God of War, the ending boss battles, super cool. Like the end of that that fucking fight with um, uh, Valor, and then Freya goes fucking nuts with like the dead fucking giant. <laughs> like that ending boss battle is bonkers, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is one of the best boss battles I've ever seen. Right, um, and, and I don't know. It's something about this. Uh, this is the only part of the game I feel like seems rushed. It's like, fuck it, we need a big bad boss. Yeah, and they even well, and they even delayed it. Right, like, they delayed the game quite a quite a bit from its original. Yeah, like two thousand nine release date. But it's yeah, so. it, I don't know. Like it, the game overall, I think still does a really great job of sticking the landing when it comes to your crew and your personal yep. stories. I think yep. that's what the base of the that's what the game really is about. And so having yeah. this boss key kind of lackluster isn't that big of a deal. So And you can still do, like, so you finish the suicide mission, people are alive, uh, you can either keep the Human Reaper or destroy it, and if you have Miranda, she fucking resigns in front of the, the fucking, man. like, she projects the loose man, she's like, consider this my resignation, fuck you, dude, boop, and then she's on the run. Um, and then you get the fuck out, and you go through the you make a relay, and everything's cool. Everything's and then cool. Credits. 
and then you can go and do side missions which there are tons of them and they're not even part of the dlc right right it, it does a good <laughs> job of weaving those into the story like a really good job um like you find like a husk head that you can have on your coffee table and it's and he just, he just yells at you it's great ah! just, it's so good it's you can so find fucking like another funny. protean beacon um you can save or not save a mining colony with fucking nukes or cannons like leveled at it like there's tons of shit that is just like weird one-offs like in the middle of nowhere and you're like what the fuck is this noise mm-hmm. you know and it's just so much shit it's so cool i loved it so much i loved just going and you could just you didn't have to go to every place in the first part like right. you could just burn through the main story and then be like all right now i'm gonna go do all the side stuff and the side stuff are still there because everything's still there like the world wasn't changed a whole lot. You did your thing, but the world is still going as it goes. Exactly. It's it, I I like that it's kind of small scale, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's it the Reaper stuff is obviously nothing, still on the horizon, but no one knows that that you have been saved. Yeah, and nobody knows that how fucked they really are. Yeah, like you guys were almost fucked, like so quick. Like so <laughs> goddamn quick. Yeah. So which is one of the best things about Mass Effect 2. One of the best things about it. One of the best I, things, easily. Besides, yes. Besides, you know, the power, how they did the powers of that game are super improved from Mass Effect 1. The character designs are super improved from Mass Effect 1. How you react to characters are super. It is just, the, like, the best improvement of Mass, of a first game to a second game that I've ever seen. Um mm-hmm. And people doing sliders for Commander Shepherds for different faces are great. <laughs> I made a God, Natalie yeah. Portman one, and then I accidentally deleted her, and I was very upset. Uh, you can import your characters from Mass Effect 1 to Mass Effect 2. Pretty much everything is the same. Like, all the hairstyles and stuff like that, so there really isn't a big difference. Some guy made a Samuel L. Jackson uh, Commander Shepherd. He looks just like Commander. Sh- looks like Samuel L. Jackson, and you're like, yes. <laughs> um, Dylan, what was your favorite romance? I don't know. I always. I like. Or did the... you stick with one? I tended to stick with Tali, if only because I, I found her interactions Good. on the, like, uh, in the engineer room, like, because she's always talking about like, oh, it's it's weird how quiet it is, like, uh, or no, is. Is she is she concerned about the noise, or is she concerned about the lack of noise? Uh, she she, uh, she brings she it up with the how crew. How quiet it was because on the fleet it's always noisy because there's so many people like crammed within a space. Right, and uh, I always liked she how she more... she had that dynamic with the crew in the engine room. And, yeah, engineer Adams. Uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. I don't yeah. know, like outside of that, um, I'm trying to think of all the the romance options. I mean, I. I think on one of my playthroughs, I just wanted to stick it out with um, Liara for, because I knew that Shadowbreaker was going to be a thing. And, yeah. and and one of my main playthroughs, Liara was my love interest like through the whole series. I did that with... I I did that, of course, with all of... with at least one playthrough each. 
Of course. I literally course. played this game through like nine times. Oh, easily, <laughs> easily, easily. But easily, um, I went every. I did you know every gender, every class. I did the same thing with Mass Effect One. Um, so yeah, where I was just like, because there was three. Because in Mass Effect One, there's three different romances. You know, two for male, two for female, but one was monogendered. Blah blah blah. Um, right. I did the same thing with Mass Effect Two. Uh, I also did the playthrough where I didn't romance anybody in Mass Effect Two. The no man uh, because your romance, like your romance option for Mass Effect One, is a like their pictures on your desk in your cabin, <laughs> and if you romance somebody else, you lay that picture down. Wow. Yep. So if you have Caden up there and then you pull Caden down, uh, there's a sub, there's a woman who I'm friends with on a Facebook group for Garrus Vicarian lovers, of course. Uh, and she actually, there was a con, there was a con where they had the voice of Caden and the voice of Fenris from, from Dragon Age 2 on a mm. panel. And she told him, she's like, I totally romanced Caden in Mass Effect 1, but I'm sorry to say that I romanced Garrus in Mass Effect 2 and 3. And he was like, no, I completely understand. Like, Garrus is the, is the coolest. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, and I man. always had to make sure, like, okay, wait, is it Caden's voice actor or Caden's model? Body actor. Is there, the, 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 it, the body model for Caden is not the same person as the no, voice actor. No, the voice no. actor was actually on Once Upon a Time, and he was Jiminy Cricket. Huh, Raphael Sabarge. Did not know that. Who was also the voice actor for Cartho Nasty and Kotor. <laughs> of course. Of there course. it is. Kayla bring yeah. it up bring it a full circle. So uh, a lot of games from that era, I don't know, they're starting to get to the point these days where they don't hold up as well. You know, like the like a troll seem a little anachronistic and things just don't tend to add up. But I definitely contend that Mass Effect two and three the, like two specifically, it really does hold up. I think what it does, oh, it does. with, yeah, with it narrative was... is something that games mm -hmm. kind of fell off with. And with the rise of, of Telltale and stuff, there was just like, oh, emergent storytelling and gameplay. Like I, I feel like Mass Effect was a little more organic and I feel like it paid off a little bit better because not the entire game was based off your decisions and who you romance and this, that, and the other, but it just kind of, it was sprinkled throughout. It kind of enhanced what you were doing. And I think I... I do think that even at, at Telltale's height, I like what Mass Effect and Bioware were doing with that better. Full yeah, stop. absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I mean, two, it's, two it's holds up so fucking well. It's really, really well. It's ridiculous how I'm, well it, it holds up. I'm still just gobsmacked. They haven't done a Mass Effect trilogy remaster. You know, it's one of those things that should have been yes, surefire bets four fuck? years ago. Like it's. I, I mean, I have a good PC and now, so now I don't even Xbox care. One. But I. I even etched anything at this point because they did the trilogy. They put Mass Effect One on on PS3. Uh, I think around the time Mass no, Effect Three came out. No, they put two and three. No. No, one's on they PS3. They put two and three on PS3. Did they put Mass Effect One on? PS3? Yeah, when they did the Mass Effect trilogy, they uh, oh. by you know by default they had because I remember Mass Effect Three being on uh, Wii U. Yeah, they had a. There was the Wii U was Mass Effect Three. That we, we do a Mass Effect Three episode. We'll, we'll dive deeper into that because. I didn't get that one because it's already like it's it has only half the DLC. Didn't get any of the other yeah. DLCs. Uh, I'm pretty sure if it, I, it it had none of the multiplayer class updates or anything. Of course it didn't. And like its main main gimmick was using the gamepad as like your fucking your 
that that weird virtual iPad thing that in Mass Effect Three you could stab people with. Your, your Omni Omni tool, yeah, you use it. You used it a lot for like just second screen experiences, and like that's that's the wagon that Wii U hitched, hitched itself to, but it was not very good at. But that's just not the way I'd want to play Mass Effect Three. Why would I want to play Mass Effect Three? You can't import Mass Effect One and Two because it's on the Wii U. Oh man, EA, you you really know how to outdo yourself sometimes but don't let that stop yeah. you from supporting Mass Effect 2 that game is fantastic 3 as well yes. play the trilogy play the trilogy and if you're willing to just wade through the bullshit like the bullshit conversations around Andromeda play Andromeda 2 why not Andromeda it, it's worth, a lot it's of patches worth it's just time. fine it's worth your time also sure. uh, you can call up your love interest up to the cabin and cuddle with him whenever you want hey Hey, so who gets to sit on Garrus's lap? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely uh, give Mass Effect 2 a shot. It definitely still holds up. I, I want to play it right fucking now. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, and I, the love scene between Female Shepard and Garrus Vicarian is one of the most adorable things I've ever seen. I just <laughs> love that Garrus is such a military gruff guy, and he's so awkward when it comes to anything conversational or romance he is such and a then morden is nerd. just like so just be careful here's some pamphlets <laughs> some reading materials here's some reading materials i so i feel Anything like so, for you oh the salarian the scientist yes. salarian song yes the, i actually ah, did so that okay I, we're going on I, I can't not talk about this so while i was working at office depot and mass effect 2 had come out uh we had a computer up for tech and there's always a tech window because there's an actual person working on it and i started typing in that song i am very model of a scientist larian and the guy finished the second line <laughs> and i i flipped out like i screamed i was like ah and because i was so happy and my boss comes running in he's like what what what's going on and i was like oh my god just it's, it's a nerd moment and he's like don't ever do that again and i was like god damn it but i think somewhere <laughs> on my computer i have a picture of that window that's <laughs> funny man i was so i was just like i've got to capture this because this is too great right right uh, man i feel like solarian sex would be very quick if they're fast about everything they'd probably be fast about production they have color uh they're like chickens <laughs> they have one Cloaca? Cloaca, there you go. Oh, God, That's what these... he is. He's a bit of a Cloaca. <laughs> That's fucking funny, man. Oh, God. Mass Effect is so great. Play these games. Play them all. But especially play Mass Effect 2. Um, yes, so good. It's so fucking And we good. will be doing another episode just for the DLC. For sure. I mean, uh, this, cause the vanilla game. Because there are three game. of them. There are three really expansive DLCs for this. They're not expansion packs like Awakenings for Dragon Age Origins. But Shadowbreaker, Overlord, and the third one with Batarians. Arrival. Only, Arrival that I literally only played once. <laughs> well, that's where you, you do like the. That's where you do like the fucking. Um, you do like Phoenix Wright, like investigation things. Like you pick up clues and stuff. Like you you investigate yeah. somebody's house, like a, a, a scientist's house who might be indoctrinated, and you start just like looking no, around. No, that's a cell. It's a ha no, no. So the house is the apartment in the Citadel, and that's Mass Effect 3. God damn it, I'm blending them all together, Kayla. <laughs> Arrival is the Batarian prisoner. <sighs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's a human, and it's a space station. 
Yes, I promise we'll we'll, we'll definitely get there. But until then, <laughs> you can uh, follow myself on Twitter at Tierney. You can follow Kayla on Twitter at Kayla Zumba. Uh, right. You can follow this podcast and get up to date on all the different postings there on PNB Cast. And you can go to pnbcast.com for all those very same updates in a nice little website for a nice and archived, you know. Um, it's nice to have my own thing to kind of tinker with. I, I, I kind of want to make the website a little prettier. It's not – when I don't have a good-sized image – We haven't updated it in quite image. some time. No, no, no. I mean I, I post every PNB and grind forever to the main page. Okay. It's just it's just that I, I – sometimes the images are too small and they look bad. So I'm, I'm going to try and update the, the look of the site. Um, I love our branding. I love our logos. But I needed to make it mesh a little bit better with what we have. Um, so yep. uh, keep that in mind. But uh, if you want to support if you have us questions and what we do about Mass Effect Two, don't hesitate. Kayla will answer all of them, all of them. No I will what. answer every question. She just told me I will that find she, out. She just told me that the Salarians are like chickens when it comes to sex. So you know she yeah. her wet her. Well, they have they have one hole, not two. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's all all in one. There's no back door. It's just a one entrance. I could yeah. I actually kind of know about their. Uh, reproductive ways of course you do i mean they're like frogs right yeah pretty much there's a lot of males there's like one female like they have a bunch of babies if you want to if you want to support this inane bs of uh, talking about fictional (laughs) amphibious uh cloacas you can support us hey you want to tell them what my zenicaster name is uh it's uh, ah yes reapers reapers so you know she's very counselor Ah uh, yes, ah uh, yes. Reapers. God, the council. The council had. He's such a dick. The council had no uh, grace or gravitas when it came to talking to the person who probably saved his life. Saved them. Saved or all killed of them. them and then gave them jobs. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, if they you want to support them. all of our name BS we get into, support us on Patreon. Patreon.com/pnb. Uh, we have we, yep. uh, so uh, because uh, of Kayla, basically because of Kayla. We're not canceling PNB FM like I originally had planned. Um, we're going to keep that ship going. Um, and I'm very happy to do it. I just, I'm glad I got more support for it. So expect more from the four of us when it comes to our eclectic game music picks. Yes. And we're also, all of us on PNB um, are definitely dedicated to keeping After Alpha alive. It's just a matter of getting all of our schedules together and, and, and running a campaign every every month or so. You know, it's not we as easy as it sounds. adults. Who don't yeah. live close to each other? No, we. I think we, <laughs> we take have up, time zones between us. We take up three time zones and you know like four different cities, so it's hard to really make uh-uh. stuff work even for the general podcast, much less a organized, structured you know tabletop show. But we we really like doing it, and the fact that we really like doing it is making us want to keep it going. So, yep. So expect more of that from us in the near future. Even though we have failed our vision so many times. I mean, it's like, probably been like four what? months, but you know, things happen. I th- no, no, I mean like actual after Oh, you mean after actually in our in our mission. Yeah, yeah, I'll never in forget. In our mission, yeah. I'll never forget. The I'll worst. never forget we my botched infiltration errors. mission. I'll never forget my botched infiltration mission where instead of like smooth talking <laughs> so to a guy, I, I fucking like throw this guy's head into <laughs> a table. <laughs> oh, I, I, that's that alone makes me want to keep going with it. Man, I might message uh, you about it tonight. But um, if you want to support all we do and all of our silly endeavors, uh, patreon.com slash PNB helps keep the lights on and it uh, helps keep those ventures going. So, yeah. Uh, for Bye Kayla guys. and myself, I have a go. good one. I should.